Lerner and Rose Studio. This is the Big Red Radio. 98 Happy Phoenix. Cease and desist at once. The best of Homer's morning sickness. This is the Big Red Radio. This is why spelling and things, you can't just start saying, oh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Ah, stickler. This guy's selling some stuff on Craigslist and might get himself in a little trouble. Free moving boxes for mirror and painting. Also, uh, lots of raping paper. Doesn't yes. realize there's a W in front of that. Changes everything. Couple P's, W, you want to get in on this deal. Raping paper. Who doesn't want that? You get to lay down that paper. That way you can crumble it up and throw it out like could a good be, rapist. Could be a sting operation. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Over 50 boxes and lots of... And you think it's a mistake, but the next line. And lots and lots of raping paper. Please call me. Let's, let's call. Yeah, we should. Call him about the raping paper? I should call him. Yeah. <clears throat> Not interested in any box that I got plenty of. Raping paper. Still for sale. How do you use it? You just lay it down and... Yeah, because what if it happens that he's serious? <laughs> it is rape paper. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. Like, let's say you've got her in the back of a van. You put the raping paper down to keep it off all the DNA out of there, and then that's... You watch absorbed. Dexter? Yeah, it's good stuff. Real good stuff. Some of it's got Santa on it and trees and candy canes. Solid. So if you're interested, you can go to a Craigslist. It's in the uh, Phoenix East Valley All for Sale Wanted and Free Stuff section. <laughs> I've been to the Craigslist a couple times in the last month or so. And I can't. It's, it's What are you looking for? Nothing. Uh, I was looking for a, well, at first. You're browsing? I was browsing. I was just looking around, just wandering around. <laughs> uh, at first, I was looking for a, a, a car cover for my truck. Right, I wanted, truck cover. A yeah, truck cover, right. I like one of those things. Looking for that. Ended up buying a brand new one for about $60 less than all these morons are trying to sell their old used ones for. And then, uh, yeah, just it's just everybody else's skid marks. That's what they should call all of Craigslist. It's like, I've got stuff with my skid marks on it. You want it? Yeah, that's great. Sure. I'll do that. I was talking about that with a friend of mine who's losing tons of weight. I'll just go to the Goodwill because i got time. i got more weight to lose. Go to the Goodwill or go over to these thrift stores and buy new pants. I'm like, ugh. One word for you, my friend. Discharge. That's all you're you're swallowing up there when you're walking around in somebody else's pants they don't want. Do you see anymore. the uh, sales goodwill in the past two years? Or no, it's because the hipster the movement, roof. hipster yep. hipster revolution. But even still, think about that hipsters discharge, especially girl hipsters. Why do you think that woman doesn't want her pants anymore? She probably gained or lost weight. Nope, discharge. Think that. You can think gained and lost weight is best-case scenario because there's probably some of that in there, but it's got to weigh in your mind a little bit. I have just flooded these things with whatever STD has poured out of me. I'll never wear them again. Put them in a hot cycle in the dryer and then give them to Goodwill. Enjoy that. You're swimming your genitals with their goo. Skitters. Would you ever give up your pants, Brady? Sure. You would. To what? I don't bush. No, to what? Seriously. Because I'm going somewhere with it. Uh... To someone that poor people, pants. poor people who you would never see, you give them to the goodwill and hope that they get into hand, uh, hands of people who aren't yeah. afraid of skid marks. Well, the reason you're giving your pants away is because they're no good to you anymore. Why? These things have been through hell. 
Put these in the Goodwill bag. The only place I buy my underwear is the Goodwill. Goodwill is the is the wrong word what? for it because all it is is stuff that you can't. Ugh, look at these. Put them in the Goodwill bag. I know. Pants, sad. You would wear someone else's pants. Sure. Why do you shop? Why not? Well, then you're at the Goodwill over weekend there. shop. You have sure for joke gifts. Uh, for Halloween. For Halloween and the uh, jokey jokes. Yeah. Sweater party. Yeah. Sweater party stuff like that. And even still, that's a risk. Yeah, of course you don't go there for everyday pants. Why? But there's a lot more people well, that why? are doing that. Yeah, exactly. Hipsters, weirdos. People who are unafraid of other people's Maybe skaters. I will. You won't. <laughs> you're a bigger <laughs> snob than I am. You just don't admit it. You're just a, you're, you're as bad as I am. Yuck. Somebody's disgusting. I don't, th- I don't think it's that way. Yuck. No, you don't. Nobody does. Because they don't want to think of it that way. But it's there. It's the black cloud that hangs over used clothes. You go to that Savers it's and see. It's so different from, you know, even when you go into the new places, sometimes there's people yeah. that try. Women try know. on clothes a lot more it's than men, disgusting. it seems like. I will t- and they'll try on underpants. I was with a, a girl a long time ago who was a friend. As long as you just try it on over your pants, it's all right. I'm like, oh, yours could have leaked through. I don't know what's going on there. Get those off. Don't put them back on. Oh, you're putting them back. Thong over a thong. Yeah, it was thong over something. Goes in their crease. That doesn't necessarily mean it's yeah. It's disgusting. You don't try things on. You should know your own size. Walk at home. Put it through the cycle. Put it on. If it doesn't fit, take it back. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't understand that used pants thing. Ugh. And nobody in here can say different because nobody's wearing used pants today. There's a certain level you get to where you're like, I'm not going to buy used pants anymore. I don't have to. But there's hipsters everywhere. I was at the Windsor yesterday. Hipster Central. The place is just all about people in dead guy clothes. They go to the Savers. They wait for old men to die, and then they go pick up their clothes. That's the whole hipster movement that's going on here in Central Phoenix, and I don't know if it's happening in Gilbert, too, but the Daniel Day-Lewis mustache from There Will Be Blood and some dead guy's shirt. So couldn't they be, like, technically shopping by volunteering at those places? Like, they go in to help them and... They wait for shipments. Did you see Bill? Yeah. Oh, Bill's almost. They maybe know when the drop comes in, like Tuesdays, yeah. the new stuff. And old man, Deaver, old man Deavers just dropped dead. He had a lot of nice lounging shirts. Don't look too eager. Don't yeah. look too eager. Seriously, go down to the the yard, culinary dropout, the Windsor Federal Pizza, Hipster Central down there, <laughs> and it's all uh, dead guy clothes. I'm just waiting for the old lady to go into Federal Pizza one day and go, Oh, that's my precious Abraham shirt. They're going to recognize their clothes again. It's dangerous when you wear dead people's clothes. You run into that old lady who's going to know that shirt. Oh, he had to part with that. That's my dad's shirt. He had cancer, tons of discharge. He's got oh. Smith Family Reunion 1975. <laughs> He's sticking with those. Very nostalgic, specific clothes. Dates, pictures of the other people who are there. Happy 80th, Edgar. Are those brown polyester pants? Let me see the tag. Oh, God, that was my brother's. He died of discharge. Sansa belt. (laughs) He died discharging in those pants. It's the T-shirt with a birthday picture on it. (laughs) (laughs) Old man eating a cake. Now that's your typical 102-year-old. I want that. Oh, the guy, the bartender at the Windsor, looks fresh out of a casting call for an 1800s movie. But he wears dead guy clothes, so he has this button-up shirt with boats and like old man clothes. Like this is a nine-year-old man would wear that, and you'd never say a thing. So when he wears it, he's hip. He's a hipster. 
but it's dead people clothes, and I don't know how people do it. You go to, I mean, we went to Savers that one time for that uh, Janet Napolitano thing. I had to buy a red dress. <laughs> I know what I was in. Scored. I was in some old dead woman's clothes. And the kids didn't have room for that box of grandma's clothes, so they just shipped it off. And said, we'll do the right thing here. All you were doing was unloading your problems. Well, the good thing about it is, you know, she was alive when she wore it. You hope so. Uh, maybe maybe they're dead. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe they, they, they found Odds her. Odds are. Pretty, pretty good odds that she, it was, like, there was only one thing she was wearing, <laughs> more yeah. than likely. So, so yeah. they took uh, a box in. Yeah. More than likely, yes. The, the clothes she died in, maybe uh, they just stripped her down. Like, I've always wanted to give this away. I doubt that happened. Got texter mad at you. Why does John always act like nobody in the world has a washing machine? They do, but uh, have you seen the masses? That's why they're called the yeah. unwashed masses. <laughs> we call them the unwashed masses. The people with washing machines buy new clothes. It's true. You don't give goodwill to say, like, you know, if you did it, you just, it, the reason goodwill exists is because well, you know. I'm not my, you know, like, my sh shirts and stuff. I don't feel right just dumping that stuff in like, the trash. You don't dump it in the trash. Some of that stuff is still wearable. Brady, I mean, that's my point. They've taken a new level of you not being able to dump it in the trash because you're certainly not going to give it to your friends. So you give it to what is not trash, goodwill. They've set up a trash intermediate. The goodwill makes you feel good, like I'm giving this to some poor sucker who can't afford new clothes, just so you don't feel bad about throwing well, then, everything out. You don't have to have your, you know, if, if you're not going to have your garage sale. Which you're not going to do, because why? It's hillbilly. Yeah, because... Uh, you don't want the, those people at your the, house. Uh, the whole Saturday. And you don't want those people getting, at so your house. So then you can take it to goodwill, and uh, you get a, a tax write-off for a donation. Right, it's great. It's, it's garbage with benefits. I can take all my garbage that I feel guilty about throwing out and give it to un uh, people I'll never see. You would never bring in a box of your clothes here. Say, Rich, thumb through these things. See if you want any of my Grundies. Because we'd be like, gross. I know you wash your clothes, but I don't want to wear your stuff. It's weird. Besides, all your pants would be like uh, very strange culottes for me. You know, it's funny, <laughs> yeah, well, well do you got to match it up, though. Chicks do it, like, but chicks to a certain extent. Chicks are the same extent. size. They're like, oh, I've got his, all this stuff that I didn't want to take back. Oh, yeah. let me see. Yeah, sometimes. And then they usually get catty about their clothes. Oh, absolutely. They dress weird. She dress, I always thought she dressed weird. I'm all for the Goodwill because it's the nameless, faceless person that I can feel good about dropping my trash off for. There's a bunch of things I don't want anymore because I hate it. I hate having it around the house. Here, Goodwill. Give it away to good people. And I'm fine with that, but it is gross. Sharing pants is something you just don't normally do as a guy. Just a guy who texts over so like, washing machine. Yeah, go ahead. Share pants with your friends at work. It doesn't happen. It's not a normal procedure. I had a buddy that I uh, we wore similar size pants. And you shared I pants? Give me I those. Got a, Let me get I'm wearing those today. He never did that. I got his hand-me-downs. As a kid? No, this is... As uh, a grown-up? Yeah. You had hand-me-downs as a grown-up? Post-college. Were you poor? A couple of, um... I got a couple of suits from him. Suits are a little different. Suits are a little different for poor poor college kids. What's the first thing you did when you had money? Enough to get your own suit and got rid of that thing to the goodwill. I wore those things all the time. <laughs> and then when you got money... Well, that's true. It's a little different. You saw the price tag of a suit and you kept that until you are about 40. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Well, you might be an They're exceptional. They're nice suits. And the odds of Brady finding a and guy that's true to fit too. him. Yeah. And it's embarrassing Perfect. for Brady to it go get size for a suit. <laughs> yeah. We'll get the pants and the boys, the young husky section. and the, I don't know where we're going to find a coat. Yeah, measuring you out for a suit's no fun. So if you can find that perfect barrel 
that's been wearing suits. <laughs> well, we're about the same size. Give me your suit, please. <laughs> and I want to go to that guy, that measuring man. He's awful. I hate that too. Trying to touch your junk and everything. I never understood that. I go there and it's I'm straight they off fit the rack. A lot better, that's I'm perfect, sure. right off the rack, right? That's everything nice. I do. Well, yeah, but they still measure me like I'm not. And then I think I think it's extra because of that. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's I think they charge extra because they they pretend to go through the tailor and then it takes they two weeks to put a tape on. You. Yeah, it takes two weeks for them to give me a suit that came right out of the right off the stupid hanger. I wonder if the tailoring's changed a lot. It, it has to have. It's gotten just gayer. Because, no, just because people are morphing. Like a year later, yeah. they're 80 pounds heavier. I'm sure of it. And the blobbing factor. Who knows? Yeah. If it was such a common practice, Toledo and I would be like, hey, those are great pants. Why don't you let me use those? You don't do that with your friends. You give your stuff to Goodwill so no one ever sees you sharing clothes. It's true. And you don't have garage sales because the people that show up are garage sales. You can act like it's try a hassle. It. You try it once or Maybe twice. You've seen a garage sale, right? That's all it oh, takes yeah, no, to I never want to have one. I know. Years and ago. what happened? It's not worth it. No. Please, tell me what happened. Be honest, for God's sake. I don't know truthful. what you're... What... The people that showed up at your house were awful. Yeah, that's just it's yeah. just not worth it. Jewing you down over like 12 cents. That's why you let the uh, girl handle it. Oh, like yeah. Lisa, we did one, and Lisa was all into it. And man. you left. Yeah. I told Megan if she ever did that, I'd leave for a full weekend. You might not ever see me again. See those drones wandering around my front yard? I don't want any of that stuff. Because the money that you're expecting. Oh, you don't... A, first, if you expect to make money on your garage sale, you're going to be wildly disappointed. Second, the literal prison break that happens in your front yard of people who probably shouldn't even be out, allowed outside mulling through your crap, telling you how... It's, there's nothing worse than the garage sale people going through going, oh, this is all garbage. I tell you what, though, it helped. You're garbage. You're garage sale people. I, I didn't mind it. Like, we had the, the huge tube TV that was just a bitch yeah. to get around, you know? So I was like, I'd rather take it from there to the driveway than yeah, that's true. take that somewhere. You can unload some poundage. Yeah, what like I do. the easiest way to get rid of stuff. Put the big crap in your driveway with a sign that says, free. It's going. Because <laughs> it's better than haggling. I got a good for... price on that. Somebody gave me like 50 bucks for it. That guy's an idiot. That is a good deal. That's a smoking deal. But I, I would say I free. Like 100. <laughs> I wouldn't have put uh, any time or effort into that free. That's my 50 bucks right there. That's yeah. the effort of not having to look that deadbeat in the eye and go, I'll give you 52. Take the TV. I had a guy stand and stare at a couch once at the garage sale my mom was having, and I was in charge for an hour. I decided to do a shift. I don't know. What don't you know, weirdo? It just seems so... Couchy? If you're in the market for a couch, there's one. We have one. It's not like I'm going to take it through the house as the rest of the selection. Do you want this or not? No, it's just uh, a little high for 50 cents. You want it for 75? Yeah, I'll get 75 bucks. That's great. I get it delivered? Yeah, I'm a delivery company too, jackass. No! 50 then. Really? You came to a garage sale expecting that I had a delivery unit? He points to his trailer that's stacked 20 <laughs> feet high. <laughs> if you do it, I give you 75. For 25 bucks, you think I'm going to argue with you right now over delivery? You can have it. It's free. My mom was mad. <laughs> Put it in your truck right now. It's free to you. John, stop! We'll never make a penny! Get him off our lawn. It's probably, yeah, you're right. This isn't the oh, best kind of deal for no. you. I don't, I don't think I like these shoes. What do you want for them? A dollar? Seems a little hot. They're free. Get off my lawn. 
gotta quit kicking him out. <laughs> the guy hangs for two yeah. hours. He's just standing there staring at stuff. What's the dilemma on this table? These old made playing cards for a quarter? They're free. Get out of here. This is the best of Humbert's morning sickness. I guess I was shocked yesterday. I guess that news shocked me when I found out that uh, everybody's talking about Tony Soprano. Uh, James Gandolfini passing away in Italy yesterday at age 51. One of those things whoa, where whoa, whoa. In Italy? In Italy. Yeah, no. How about that? He was that? on a trip with his son just graduated eighth grade. I know you're going to say an eighth grade graduation, That's whatever. That's a bit of extreme. But he took his son to Italy, and it was a father-son trip. Wow. I didn't know that. Kind of an extreme <laughs> eighth grade That's graduation crazy. gift, though, don't you think? It's one yeah. of those different eighth grade. Tony Soprano. Hey, I'm going to take you over there, AJ. You're going to enjoy the, the real people of life. All these rubes running around it here in Jersey. So, uh, he, yeah, passed away. Hey, Someone said, said they were both sitting at a table, and he was eating his meal, and then it just went to black. Yeah. And a Journey and song. Journey song was on. The... Uh, at first, I thought, uh-oh, uh, heart attack, 51. Yeah, he's overweight, but he's back on the coke because James Gandolfini had a problem with cocaine years and years ago. Big one. Uh, and then I found out his son was there. I thought, well, maybe not. Maybe it is just a fat guy problem. Maybe he just had a fat guy issue. Either way, uh, it is kind of amazing to sit and think, you know. Well, that would suck. Was he just one-on-one with his son? Like, you're yeah. just hanging out with Dad? Yeah, and now Dad's bam. gone. You're uh, 14, and you're sitting there in Sicily. <laughs> Don't you worry, young man. We'll take care of you. I don't uh, feel so good. I think I'm going to lay down for a little bit. You water around Venice. But yeah, the uh, yeah. So there it was. It was like and Megan said it to me yesterday. It was like three thirty in the afternoon. She's like, James Gandolfini died, and it gives you a, a, a pause if you're a fan of the show or you ever watched him. How good he was as Tony Soprano uh, kind of lends itself to why you're shocked he's dead. He was so. Uh, larger than life and so indestructible on that show, you just didn't give him human characteristics uh, to just drop dead. You know, it's, he's bigger than that. Tony had to go out bigger than that. You know, and to know that show as well as I do, and I know Eric does. I know Brady didn't watch it a lot. You, you think of Tony as, as a guy who can't—he's indestructible. He can't just die. He can't just drop it. He had to be shot. He had to be murdered. Something huge has to happen to take Tony out, and it was something as simple as probably cholesterol. And uh, a bad diet, and it was—it's creepy. It's, or it's a uh, heart disease that, uh, right. yeah, runs in the family. The other thing is, is uh, yeah, like you said, the cocaine factor. Um, he he also hated the fact of he was trying to beat the Soprano rap. He tried to go out of well, his way to get stuff, movie parts, and change that. He was character. always that way too. He was always the gangster yeah, though, in yeah, every yeah. damn movie. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he was always he was the in bad the, guy. The Mexican with Brad yeah. Pitt. He was a. But he was never the Italian gangster. He was always the bad guy gangster. He was the one who, who could get you the things. Yeah. He could get you the, the Mexican and uh, get Shorty. He was the bodyguard who wanted to be an actor. And he's in tons of movies. You, you, I mean, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. People forget he could hide. Yeah, he could really hide behind. He was a really good actor. He could he could be something else. And his thing was to, uh, you know, not be Tony Soprano his whole life. It wasn't like he was trying to ditch it. He just, he was a character. Yeah, and I don't know how much that really ate away at him. I saw an interview with him a long time ago where he's like, look, I'm not a lead actor. I know that. He goes, this is a goof, this whole Sopranos thing. I'm I'm a character actor. He always, like, admired Gene Hackman. He's like, I could, I'm not the guy who's going to be on the marquee. I'm not the star of the show, but I'm the guy that's going to bring the story along. He said, and that's what I wanted to do. So you see the movies he took. There's a few of them on the list of movies he took after The Sopranos that are like, why would he do that? He's a huge star. Tiny little roles or supporting roles in movies that, you know, you wouldn't even 
It was, it's just weird. So there he goes. He's gone. And Brett Vesley, poor Brett Vesley. You know, this is, I told Brett Vesley, this is like when uh, Chris Farley died. And uh, Brady at work, all these people put flowers on his desk and were trying. It was, he was inconsolable. Brett Vesley's the same way. The leader of uh, The Sopranos passes away. Brett Vesley, all of his friends are texting him. God, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry this happened. You know, it's a tough thing for this. Uh, yeah, what were you saying? Why did you even show up for work yeah, today? Why What's would Brett on? come in today? This is like, you know, it's like a pope dying to him. This is a big <laughs> deal to a, an Italian. You know, this this WAP wanted to be in the mob himself, but was never, uh, you know, didn't have the balls to ever join up. So, yeah, it was, it's weird. It's very strange. Very strange kind of feeling. So last it night. sucks for me. It's like thinking that. Because they had always speculated on a, a movie. I know. Well, now not. Well, no. you could still do it. You yeah. start with uh, the funeral. Yeah, and that's the thing. Saying that he died at but the end of the series. But who wants to watch The Sopranos without Tony? Yeah. I mean, Polly. You give me Polly, and Somebody then the... else would have to take the lead in the family or whatever. Yeah. AJ? Yeah, he's perfect, right? <laughs> AJ would be, uh, I don't think he's going to run it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I always say leave well enough alone. I think it ended yeah. right on the money. Probably. Do another movie, it turns still out to though. be. It would be great. I would have loved it. Oh, I would have been front row. I'd... Could be uh, Sopranos in Heaven. All the people that got whacked. And Tony's up there, and they start a whole new series. See, I like the idea that uh, you still or think wherever. Heaven's a possibility yeah, I'm sorry. for those characters. In, the, in some whatever, you know. <laughs> right, wherever you don't end up. Wanna, right. Although, being Sopranos' background and that Italian, there's always an underlying uh, Catholic oh, with the yeah. mafia. Well, that was part of the Sopranos' yeah. charm. So it could be purgatory. They were very religious during murders, which was really funny. It was very strange. But it was, uh, yeah. And, uh, changed, changed TV. Changed everything you're watching today is not, as uh, you can say thank you to Sopranos for. And literally, 15 years ago, this thing didn't have a prayer. Goes on HBO and HBO. Like, what's HBO doing with this incredibly serious drama thing? They're going to try to push on in it. It changed TV because it made it so NBC, CBS, Fox, all of them scrambling to try to figure out how do we compete now with what you see on HBO? It's Game of Thrones, The Wire, all those shows that have been on HBO have been courtesy of Sprint. It allowed for Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, would have never had a chance on TV. It would have had to be. Some other kind of outlet had, or it would have had to been the one that tries to break through. Dexter. Right. You know, there's tons of them. There's tons of TV shows that wouldn't have had a chance if it wasn't for the Sopranos. It was really cool. My buddy Colin texted me yesterday. We were talking about it off here. Two girls at his work, 26 years old each. No idea who James Gandolfini is, even by character name. Because Colin even said, I'd have given him James Gandolfini because you know him as Tony Soprano. So I said, oh, yeah, Tony Soprano, he died. Who? Tony Soprano from The Sopranos? From what? And he was blown away. He thought he was, they were playing with him. I'm like, wow. And he said, are you this comfortable just not being aware of your surroundings? I get that you might not have watched the show, but you didn't know any of this. Well, I mean, how? It's impossible. It's just impossible. Uh, were they just being hipster and different? Yeah, maybe, but it's a cultural phenomenon. They're 26. you got to figure the big Sopranos episode that everyone was talking about. Huge. That's like five years from now, acting like you don't know who Ryan Seacrest is. I'm not a big American Idol fan, but I can recognize... Or Simon Cowell. Right. And I can recognize what went on. Yeah. It's weird. People are, uh, yeah, people are, that's a strange one. And then Colin said, but you do have to give the one girl credit. Uh, we got into an argument once that it's not a retinal th a thermometer. So, you know, if, if she's that dumb, you got to hand her that one. That's not real good. But the one thing that I was upset about last night watching this, because CNN... Pierce Morgan did an entire hour with Sanjay Gupta. 
Sanjay, what do you think happened? Take a look, take a look at this recent photo of James Canolfini and tell me as a doctor what you think is going on. Well, he's about 65 pounds overweight at least, and uh, my guess is his heart stopped. That's uh, probably what I would say due to, uh, yeah, his, he's just putting a huge strain on his body. Do you really believe that to be true? Yes, Pierce. Are you really asking him to diagnose the photo? This is him three weeks ago. That's a People's Choice Children's Television Sense Network Awards. Here's a drawing of him. I drew him. Look at the midsection. It's a huge circle. Do you think that's what killed him? That's about as stupid as when they bring those body language experts in. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He leaned really? away here. Is it because of the bee? <laughs> there is a bee in the photo, but he did lean away, which says that he hates his mother. <laughs> I think it's a bee. Well, it, it could be the bee. I don't know. I, I'm a scam artist. I go on TV and lie about body language. Did you see how she crossed her arms there? I did. It's three degrees outside. Do you think she's crossing her arms because she's cold? No. <laughs> She's crossing her arms because Obama's Satan. Is that right? Imagine that. Body language expert, thank you. But Pierce Morgan did a full hour on James Gandolfini. Now, granted, I understand the cultural significance of Gandolfini's uh, rise to fame, The Sopranos and everything, you know, like the shining light on that incredible show that AFI even said was uh, the greatest television character in a drama ever, Tony Soprano. So, you know, it's big. But bigger yet is the fact that two guys have invented a machine in New York and they just got caught trying to fire cancer into people the with rays. Weapon. And it works. And it kills you on the spot. They were trying to line up buyers. And they're trying to get people to fund it because they're just real close to making it happen. So let's say you can set this box up on the side of the road. It's a super x-ray machine. Toledo goes wandering by. He's Muslim now. <laughs> Gets hit with the radiation. He's done. It's over. And that's the new uh, wave of killing terrorists, according to these two guys. They want these Muslims. Get zapped by it, and the radiation kicks in days later. Oh, it does. They said it's yeah. an immediate death. Well, maybe well, once the radiation the damaging goes effects out. of the radiation would have appeared only days later. Because that's pretty quick. Yeah, oh, yeah. The one I was seeing yesterday before Gandolfini died and everybody changed the subject was that it, well, maybe that's what they meant. When the radiation gets you, it's it's over. You're done. It's so much of it that your body just starts rotting the second it kicks in. It's it's done. You, yeah, you have, like, super immediate cancer. So who do these two knobs in Albany, New York, go to to try to get some Glendon, funding? Scott Crawford and Eric J. Fight. Yeah, these two guys go or to fate. the Klan and oh, say, we got a plan to kill geez. Muslims and stuff. You guys interested? The Klan turned him into the FBI. Now, that's the only one they mention. I love that but part of it. But still. But they also go to uh, a couple of Jewish synagogues to find yeah. funding. Too. Well, they know where the money is. And so they're, they're going, they're, they're approaching people. But my point being, when the Klan heard about it, they went to the FBI. Oh, you guys are bad. You this is horrible. How <laughs> bad? I mean, call they, that's what's scary about it is the Klan saw the plans. <laughs> the Klan saw the plans and went, holy Jesus, you guys are out of your corks. Nobody hates somebody this much. I'm going to put my hood on and head down to headquarters. Okay, which is an interesting point. The Klan calls the FBI. Nothing in the story about uh, the Jewish organizations dipping anyone off. Whether or not that's even real. like they, they, and that's You yeah. don't want to go there because then that starts a whole other thing. But they thing might anyway. not have gone into the Jews with the, oh, look, we've got an idea. We need some money. Uh, it's a super radiation machine for medical use. And the Jews could be like, money? Get out of my gog! That's the hip name of a synagogue.
And then so they, you know, they're asking Jews for money. Jews are still scrambling for what the hell just happened. How did these guys get in here? Asking he us for approached, cash. Uh, Crawford approached the Jewish organizations looking for people to help with the technology. So they could deliver damaging and even lethal doses of radiation against those who considered enemies of Israel. Right. And that's what these guys were. They loved the idea. I mean, they're they're on the Jews' side. The Jews didn't want anything to do with it, didn't turn it in, because they're Jewish. They're like, well, you're going to kill Muslims. There is an upside here. We're just not going to give you any money. That's being Jewish through and through. We want to kill Muslims with new technology. Can we borrow some money? We like your idea. Up until the part you need money. Then we're not so interesting. The Klan turned him in. The freaking Klan thought it was too far. And that wasn't a story <laughs> last night because of James Gandolfini, but it should have been like the big story. And how did that Klan rally go? Hey, <laughs> guys, uh, do we even need to put this to a vote? Man, I don't this... know. Uh, I think maybe we should actually take this to the authorities. We at the Klan frown on that, but you know what? I think I think Jebediah is right. I think it's time we go to the authorities with one. I think that exalted Cyclops or a Grand Wizard <laughs> got big props from the members because it's like great PR move. Yeah, yes. good job. People are really <laughs> membership start- enrollments going up. We're good people deep down, and now people know about it. Does the FBI owe the Klan a favor now? They have to. Right? Yeah. The Klan's in on something. So he works in the Sopranos. The Klan. Well, I remember driving through, I forget what state, maybe California, but it was part of the highway. Uh, it's pictures. It's on the Internet and stuff, and it's in, I think it's on the coast. The Klan sponsored uh, like a couple miles of freeway that they, that you know, the part Yeah, adopt a highway. Adopt a highway thing. Sponsored by the Ku Klux Klan. Big doings in the, the city that allowed it. It's like, hey, they're an organization. They count. I mean, we hate them, but... They want to keep the freeway spotless. Let's <laughs> not clear of blacks. I mean, that's not part of the plan. They you just want it to that. be. Yeah, exactly. That's what the black people and are I saying. Forgot, like, what they, is spotless to the did Klan? Did they keep it or did they overturn uh, it? Was, I think it, it was overturned. It, it, went, it? it went for a while and then uh, somebody it else. Like, like, we somebody can't. else conveniently sponsored the freeway. Yeah. Black Panthers. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Well, they have to have theirs right behind and they can just stand next to each other. <laughs> Our freeway's cleaner than your freeway, Whitey. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Check it out. Not a black inside. Oz is black top. Look at how dark our freeway is. Look at this. <laughs> they keep adding tar. You got too much tar on your road. Yip, 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 yip. That's how they all sound. That's how clan people sound. When they're talking to the Panthers, they really, it's kind of oh. like when French people are around other French people, the accent gets thicker. Yeah. 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 The clan gets around the clan and blacks and forget it. It's total hillbilly. Uh, what are you going to do? Big doing shit. And Dale Hausner died yesterday. What? Yeah, the, the uh, in jail. Yeah, the guy who uh, was oh. driving around shooting everybody six, seven years ago uh, here in Mesa, and well, well he, he was in Phoenix too. And nobody knows. Just found him in a cell. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Just don't Dale Hausner. By the way, guys, Dale Hausner's dead. The the serial shooter? Uh huh. Of what? Prison air. He died of uh, complications of. Blah, blah, blah. That prison air is uh, <laughs> deadly. Fields Mosley did that too. He died of complications of. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fields, you didn't say anything there. Don't move on to the next story. I think I miss something. No, no, he's died. It was clearly a case of blah, 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 blah. Just hmm. saved us some major money. Yeah, good. Oh, man, yeah. I like that the police chief uh, was going around the news last night saying, good. He was, like, happy. He's like, the, place, the world's a better place without that. Prayer. Right. Uh, the, oh, sweet. Yeah, the old police his, chief. Um, he'd been doing it 
Well, you know, that forever. whole yeah, investigation, but, and that was the one that said, yeah, this guy. Yeah. They talked to him last night on the news, and he's like, yeah, good. He's dead good. What about the other ones? He's still around? Yeah, the other guy. Yeah. Hopefully he catches that. Uh, it's just beautiful anyway. Well, I, I guess if you wanted to try to recruit him now, it wouldn't be a good idea. Because yesterday I watched, uh, I have to say it, i got to give credit to every guy who works in roofing. Because my neighbors across the road are getting their roof redone. Those poor bastards are standing out there all day. And then the guys at Baseline Mechanical yesterday came over and spent about six hours in my attic. I don't know how Cliff from Baseline Mechanical has extra weight on him. Because he should be Anne Frank or someone in those pictures at the end of the Holocaust where we found the camps. There's no way you can, unless he finds old sandwiches in everyone's attic, there's no way you can be chubby and up there. But i got to give him credit. It was four hours. I had a, a broken motor in my damper. I have to, He's not working today. Half my house was 60 degrees. The other half was like uh, 84. So when one side was supposed to be on, it was cool. And the side that was already cool, and it was just going nuts. Took six hours? Oh, he was up out? there forever. I felt so bad for him. He came down. He just It looked like somebody just poured warm water all over him. We're all done, man. He puts his hand up to shake it. I'm like, no thanks. I don't want that sponge touching me. But everybody in uh, eating and AC and all that stuff where you've got to haul around in an attic. It's horrible. Don't you regret that dude who told you, you know what you need to get into? HVAC work. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, it's a great job, great benefits, great pay. Great program. We live in Arizona. It's awful. AC's always busted out here. You're never out of work. I suppose that's true. Same with those bug guys that got to oh, get up in there. Those sons of bitches. They have to wear the outfits all the way. Long sleeves and jeans. and Yeah, those yeah. poor bastards wandering around. i got to go in your attic because there could be bugs there. I would just, uh, I wouldn't do a thing up there. I'd like just meditate. <laughs> I'd just sit like by the closest well, it's a open. sweat lodge. You yeah, can just yeah, sweat yeah, off any yeah. weight you have. That's true, unless you're fat. Maybe if you're a big fatty and your like, diet just can't shed those pounds, maybe it's a good idea to go down there and, you know. Get an HVAC gig or a bug license. I, I remember one summer getting up in the uh, the building. It was the Scott Lawn corporate office, and uh, it was putting up duct work in there. Same oh. thing. And every five minutes you think, wow, just imagine if you're locked up there, how long you'd last. Oh, you wouldn't last very long. And you're like checking where the exit is again. <laughs> right. The you tile. start panicking. The <laughs> yeah, in Ohio it's even hot. Imagine. Doing what you did as a kid here. And you plug in that oh. humidity factor. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Swamp Central. But still. They are brave men. They are brave men and yes, women of HVAC. Are. Thank you, Baseline McKay. I felt bad. I'm like, you know what? I'll be fine. I'll manually control my air conditioner for a couple months so you guys don't ever hear. I don't want to see somebody go up there. And you start to worry. Like, you'll hear Cliff pounding around up in your attic and boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, it's quiet for a while. Like, uh-oh. He's gone. And then I start thinking, damn it, I couldn't get the one emaciated, skinny guy from Baseline Mechanical. i got to haul his corpse out of here. There's no way I'm getting up there and pulling that out. Cliff would have stayed in my attic until yeah. September because I'm not going up after that. That's <laughs> if, he, if they drop dead in your attic, they stay in your attic until a, like a, rat up there, a more reasonable yeah. temperature to, to haul a corpse out is probably about 80. Well, he become jerky, right? He's just dehydrated. Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? The rats eat him? Yeah. That's why they always recommend uh, get your AC checked out before the summer begins. Yeah, I'm not. I'm on to that. Dying for that. Yeah, I'm on to that. That's the AC guys telling you, hey, if you don't get your AC fixed now, it might be too late come summer. It's like they're just saying, please, for Christ's sake, don't put us in your attic in July. That's all they're asking. Those ads are like, and they get those old people thinking, geez, it's probably a good idea to get that 10-point checkup. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what they're telling you. They really care about you. They don't want to be in your attic. They don't want to be screwing around with your ductwork or anything else. It's horrible. Or on your roof, for God's sakes. Do they charge more in the summer? Oh, I'm sure. They should. If they yeah. don't, they should. Yeah, absolutely. There's hazard pay involved. Damn right they do. Anytime you're running a pre-warning commercial, it means you're going to get charged <laughs> yeah. more later. I mean, I just dangled car keys in front of Cliff when he came down. I'm like, you've earned it. Here you go. This car's for you. You bought me a car? Dude, it's the least I could do. You're Bob Barker now? I had to. It was... Oh, speaking of game shows, last night I was watching Wheel of Fortune, and uh, the, there's a lady named Pravichka on there, and Pat's going through the interviews. We have L here. L, where are you from? I'm from Wilton, Washington, and I'm blah, 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 yeah, yay! And then the next guy's name's Tom. I'm Tom. I'm from uh, Cedar Rapids. I feel great about this, Pat. Pravichka, where are you from? I'm from Vermont, India, and I'm perfect, ready to go. And Pat just starts laughing. Okay. Hooray! And then he goes uh, to the announcer, because Pat's quit. The announcer says yeah. something. He goes, are you ready to host the show tonight? The announcer's like, oh, no, this one's on you. Because they were just basically saying, who put the girl who doesn't speak English on Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> they got to mix it up somehow. So I'm like, I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, bull in a china shop was the phrase. I don't think they say that in India. So it's... Uh, so it's rigged, basically. Blank. The whole game. You. Blank, blank. In a china shop. <laughs> I'd like to buy a D. What? Yeah, well, all right. You don't have to buy that first. Can you write it down? Yeah, that's it. Dipstick. It's dull in a china shop. All right. You nailed it. Idiot. D. You have to buy a consonant. Did Pat thank you for tuning in? He should have. Yeah, because yeah. it's your 30th anniversary. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was NBA week, too. But it was great because it was... Uh, like, this lady had no idea, and at the end, the one lady won $35,000 worth of stuff. The guy next to her won, like, ten grand. Get to Pravichka. She shut out. Well, we'll give you $1,000 just for coming, if that's all right. That's very good thing about you. No, I'm like, the. if you're one of those people who tried out for Wheel of Fortune and didn't make it and watched last night, you're hanging from a shower rod. Because it's just not fair. I'm ready to make groupie. No, Dubai. I would do it from Dubai. Let's see, phrase. Uh, flows in the streets. No, that's not it. That doesn't happen here. <laughs> I know you hate Twitter, John, but there's really one do. good uh, thing about it. Oh, yes. Who's Sophia that? Vergara. Who? Her butt in the Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara. That's just her Twitter shot. She just throws that up for everyone. She made herself a little uh, butt canyon. Yeah, she's got a thong on, showing off the ass. She's 40 years old. She looks pretty good. Yeah. 40 is the new I want to f*** that in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> we got to quote that and hang yeah. that somewhere. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that, sh- that should be Yeah, that should be somewhere in, uh, that should be the 11th commandment, I think. <laughs> I missed that whole thing. I watched awesome. another battle. Oh, no. Go ahead. What history channel yeah, show? What Duck Dynasty uh, food no, show it was, uh, you watching? General Zod versus Superman. Oh. Did you go see Superman? Yeah, I did. What? Colin, now, hold on. There was a premiere last night? Colin gave me a, a review last night and said yep. that Zack Snyder took a two-hour <laughs> and called it the Man of Steel. It's a, it's long. Well. And, um, I, you know, I came away after, you know, it, it is... Reviews uh, are Special effects right uh, really? bragging. Yeah. But the, uh, you came away after the thing and saying, I'm not sure if it was good to have Superman defend 
uh, yeah, you destroyed New York, right? Destroyed, yeah. yeah that's, economy is done. I read the review after Colin sent me that. I started laughing. And I started Metropolis. Ar- Metropolis, right? Flipping around, started looking at reviews, and they're like, uh, "If that's the best our superheroes can do, cancel them." <laughs> My whole city was ruined, and they just and destroy the entire town. Yeah, and then like it's like a nuclear war. He's not defending against anything. It's just he's causing more problems. So. The more I read, the more I was like, man, you know, Superman's always been one for me that I've never really, like, it's a comic book. It's the comic book. The movies yeah. have to be campy because you can't relate to Superman. He's not a superhero. He's a... I like Christopher Reeve. He was... That was the well, best Henry one. Well, Henry like, was cool. good. I'll give him that. Yeah. He, he uh, for the reboot, or this is probably the best since Christopher Reeve. But they I wanted mean, he, it to be dark. They wanted it to be... And it's not dark. I mean, there's... You they, know, they wanted you to give back. him more backstory, according to you know the the things I was reading last night in the producer. And that was kind of cool. I mean, you know, Russell Crowe as Jael, and um, the whole premise. They did some flashbacks. It was okay. Costner as the dad. <laughs> Thinking every time you see him come out of a farmhouse, you can't think of Field of Dreams. Uh, yeah, I just but, I don't know. I always look at the. But it wasn't you know. It was it really just long. long. Two and a half hours. Something. Like it's. Yeah, it's like two hours and twenty-two minutes. Superman's it? history isn't dark, you know. He was. Well, uh, they've done not that as, in the comics, though. They've had the dark, like kind of like how Batman. The, well, that's what I mean. Campy Batman, but and he's then they got dark. The dark, evil. But Batman. it's easy to make dark, evil Batman. His history is dark. He is a conflicted human being, yeah. and they they bring that out. But Superman is not a conflicted human being. He is a superhero. No one on Earth can relate. Well, to. He, he's, well no, he he's feels conflicted. abandoned a little. Yeah, this one, the, the <laughs> a little, but he's that's conflicted he's dealing with because, issues. But he was got here as a kid and got a pretty nice upbringing out of the deal. Yeah, eh, he's a hillbilly but he's now. Still, yeah, but he's got all this juice. He had to hide. The only <laughs> conflict he's got is that he hide his powers. Yeah, that's not. But fun. come on, you you yeah. you know you find out in your teens that you came out of this pod. Yeah, and your awesome. dad says you're going to want to know who your real dad is. He's got is some issues. Pretty freaking awesome, if you ask me. I find out. Wait a minute. These, uh, I, I am better than all of you. I've been feeling that way since I was four, and I've been kind of tempering that. Like I don't want to lift I the can house. Shoot lasers out my eyes. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. Tell me more about my real existence. It, it's and better. It's be better than cool. being an Earthling. I think maybe where you might be going with it is like if Superman. This was the character. This guy had all these man. The movies. The poon that he could be pulling. Yeah. Well, that and that he's just, you know, I don't know. I just, he's just, it's hard to relate as a person to Superman unless it's campy and he's trying to be. It's that great speech from Kill Bill, too. He has to try to look human to blend in. Yeah. And he's just not, which makes him look dorky. And to make him anything more than that, like, Chris Reeves was perfect for that because it's like he's trying to be a person. And everybody's like, oh, Clark, you're such a knob. And uh, but he's not like he's this superpower dude, and he's got to keep that quiet. But this looks it's a to long me, introduction. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's some cool things about it where they show him like he has to lay low and try to blend in. So he's kind of there's that uh, almost Hulk factor where he <laughs> drifts around. Don't make him super. Yeah, I don't know. I've don't just, make it obvious. Of all the superheroes, Superman's probably been the one for me that I've been kind of least interested in. Well, my right. question is because. Uh, I always loved the General Zod character and all that. It's yeah. that guy from Boardwalk Empire. He's yeah, made yeah. a bunch of stuff. He's pretty good. Is he good? Do they have the girl and then the big uh, brute guy? They they had like 
the yeah, same the kind giant of team. Dude. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. the same team as the, yeah, the old except one. Except the uh, giant guy is even bigger. Is he? Yeah. Oh, see, that's was Gene cool. Hackman, some big dude, and uh, Valerie Perrine in the first one. That were the three bad guys. Yeah. Remember that Lex Luthor and uh, that's why I liked Superman too because of that the General yeah. Zod character. Zod his, was awesome. His, uh, his I don't crew. Know. I don't know. I'm just uh, and everything I've read so far has been just like you have it's the pretty. Uh, that's basically the best the reviewers can say is it, it's actually stunning. It is. It's so much action. You know, and I don't know how much I buy reviews that much when they're that consistent. Like, I didn't come away as uh, well. I mean, that's not going to surprise you, but I wasn't like Colin was. He hated Upset. It. Yeah. Well, and I thought, right. He's know. like, this stinks. Yeah. I, I, Lisa and I went and saw that mud. It had yeah. like 99%. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. where the hell's the 99% uh, well, see, great reviews on me, this? Because this was average at best, yeah. at that movie. It was Art like, movies. Well, see, I've had people tell me that's brilliant. Art movies always get, if they're it's decent, not brilliant, dude. You they go get see it. super re- reviews, super like 95% reviews. And it's always the ones that I'm skeptical of are too far one way or the other. Unless it's an Adam Sandler movie, and that's 5%. They're pretty much dead on the money with those. But, yeah, the ones where it's consistent, like, everybody's saying the same thing, and all those reviews of Superman just kept saying this. Like, it's just a special effects show-off show. It's, it is. There's no movie. I, I, I've never seen a movie with 99% of critics liking it. That's why I was like, yeah. I told Lisa, I go, this Mud movie has Huge. to be awesome. Like, yeah. 99%. I mean, that's ridiculous. You'd think so. And I go to see it, and I'm like, eh. You're a one percenter. Well, they yeah. must have sent the uh, critics a, something, like a really cool basket yeah, or something. Matthew is just yeah. humming on all of them. <laughs> I'm here for you. It's all you need. Because the audience thing was like 85 or something, yeah. but it was like, okay. I mean, I could see why it was, but... Uh, yeah. I, I think when you're a critic and you, uh, you get into the art movies more, they yeah. start liking those more because they see 90% of what they see is garbage. So, yeah, but I don't know. Superman's one of those things. I'm, I'm, I've been I've been waiting for it, thinking I hope they do something good with it, and it turns out they just tried to make the same story a little bit uh, more cloudy. So now you won't go see it? I'll see it. I, yeah, I'll see it's, it, it's a, I mean... I'll probably wait for it, though. Yeah. I probably won't run off to the theater to see it. I don't know. There's some sometimes uh, that might... Hot day, and you want see, a couple hours to... My uh, movie-going experiences a, almost inevitably always suck. And it's because of the general public. I don't like sitting in a room with them. They bring their kids, uh, their cell phones, uh, their rattled bags the entire time. They're talking. I'm just like, eh, I get this at home. I can do this at home. And I, I'm starting to actually like the, 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 plus the movie theater that's by my house, the AMC Esplanade with the dinners and stuff. That's the worst one. And it's the best one. Uh, for me, I love the food. They serve you a full dinner. You can drink. But then you got to deal with all these other knobs and silverware and everything else, and they can't manage to eat quietly without... <laughs> this is good! All right, we get it. You enjoy your meal. Ting, 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 ting. I'm getting a call. They all of a sudden get comfortable like they're at their house. And the one time, the last time I was there, the girl in front of me hit her cell phone every time a text would go off. Well, you and have a go, weapon, so you can stab her in the head with a fork. And that's the thing. I was. I said. I told Megan. I said. I wish I heard something that needed a knife because I got with these tacos. So I'd stab her in the back of the head. And then somebody finally said, "Can you stop?" So she turned the vibration off, and then she'd do the cupping over the hand, and then this this little Jesus light would come out of her lap every few seconds, and you can't help but be like, "All right, you're just annoying." So what do you give it on the bogometer, Brady? Two point seven five stars. <laughs> He's afraid five. to say three. <laughs> three out of five stars for every movie Brady's ever seen, ever.
That's good. That's good. Another one, 305. I think. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a Brady review. It's average. It's average. Yeah. And I can see that. This one to me, though, I, I don't know. Hey, that's fine with me. I'm I'm more psyched about the Wolverine anyway. Yeah, I saw the preview for that yeah. last night during the NBA Finals, which was... Uh, I'm going to kick Superman. The commercials were better. They showed a trailer, too. Usually you go there and they get right into it, but they showed this trailer of this Monsters movie. Where these Monsters giant... Universe. Oh. No, I thought, oh, is this a Godzilla reboot? Well, it's kind of similar creature. And two guys... Uh, Man has to now defend itself against these giant monsters, so they team up inside of a giant robot. It's like Transformers, but it's powered by two average-sized humans that are in the uh, skull of the robot, and they Rim. battle. It's called Pacific Rim, yeah. Cool. And they battle it's these. Guillermo del Toro is supposed to be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Oh, I know. No, it's... you saw the trailer. I'm like, oh. Thought it was campy. Thought it looked like crap. Not really campy, but. It looked kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Just not a Superman guy. I'm a Batman guy. I think Batman's a cooler hero. Because Batman's just some lunatic that bought a suit because he was a billionaire and got all the toys. Yeah, wait a minute. So, asshole, you go see Superman. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Excellent What about point. Bane? What about Batman? That's right, asshole. <laughs> What, what is it? Why are you, why are you well, dissing on Batman? Well, Cream Puff. Why I, haven't um... you seen Batman yet? <laughs> Uh, because uh, I can't take I your Superman had, review seriously. We can, told nothing you to base how it awesome Batman. Well, everybody yeah. comes in here raving about fun. Batman. And Three no, out of five. Nothing out of you. But you'll go see Superman. I, I missed the sneak preview of Batman. Oh, so if it's not free, then. right? Did you go to Superman? Uh, you wouldn't even watch it on the cable you pay for. Oh not no, free. I tried. It's about to come out on HBO or Showtime or one of those. Yep. I saw a preview the other day. How about like, this? Maybe Brady Can't will wait. See I'll it. go buy the DVD, and I'll let you borrow it, <laughs> and it'll be free. Now, all of a sudden, that sure. movie starts to sound sure. pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> you do have a problem differentiating a decent movie with the free movie. Like, when it's free, I think you feel the need to like it a little bit more. Oh, I, I fell into that spell yeah, for a while yeah. if you'd go to the uh, sneak preview because the, the reactions of the crowd, and you're like, oh, that was entertaining. And then when he walks then out and asks for the reviews, he has yeah. to give a Oh, he good, always does. Has to review. give a, a Brady review. <laughs> I uh, just told them. The review last night. I said, there's going to be a ton of shovel-ready jobs in Metropolis. <laughs> That's your review? <laughs> they ruined it. I go, it was the longest uh, introduction and destruction scene in a movie. I didn't even throw a, you know, thanks. Uh, That's a good quote. Right she, it was great because <laughs> right he actually poster. seeks out the lady for the review thing. And I would love to see Brady's quick, you know. Peter Travers says, feel good hit of the summer. Nothing will top this movie. Brady Bogan says, uh, very destructive had parts where, look, I thought it was pretty. <laughs> seemed okay. I said Borel. <laughs> Did you? That's a great yeah. one. Oh, there you go. There's your review. Bam. Nailed it. Borel. And yet you still get a three out of five. Yeah. But your review is Borel. <laughs> like the soap? Or it's uh, Borax? Yeah, it was more like a soap. The best of Homer's morning sickness, Superstars very rarely grace the airwaves of radio, but we've got one today. And this one is one of those guys where uh, 
I don't think there's a single person on the planet that goes, ah, I don't like Jeff Bridges. He's liked by everybody. Jeff Bridges is on the phone. Mr. Bridges, are you there, the sir? Dude! Hey, the dude is here. The dude is in. Uh... You see, and this is the thing. I, I Everybody's probably bugging you about the dude this morning. I want to talk to you about Bad Blake. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, you know, Bad Blake. This is a, you were in the great movie Crazy Heart, and uh, by the way, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're incredible movie uh, Crazy Heart, where you made me feel bad as I left the theater because I was sad Bad Blake wasn't real. Uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I mean, it was the ultimate compliment of what you do for a living to say that wasn't a real human being, and it was no longer Jeff Bridges anymore. It was some uh, you created a person. Oh, thank you, man. That's great. I love hearing that. Yeah. Now, did, is it true, you guys, it was you and T-Bone and uh, a couple other people sat around at, uh, what movie was it? You were sitting around just writing songs, and then 15 years later, you got a movie. Oh, it was more like 30 years. Uh, Heaven's Gate uh, is where I met T-Bone and the great, uh, late uh, Stephen Bruton, who was also so instrumental in uh, Crazy Heart. And... Uh, you know, originally when the Crazy Heart script came around, I uh, I turned it down because uh, as good as the story was, there was no music attached to it. So I thought, you know, uh, that's not going to be any good if we got lousy music. But then when T-Bone came on board, I said, oh, we can do this thing, you know. Yeah. So we had a wonderful time uh, making that movie. And I'm not even a country music fan, but hearing uh, Fallen and Flying, I bought it on the way out of the theater. I'm like, man, that t it's just certain songs just resonate with you. And that one knocked it out. And I think it had a lot to do with the character in the movie, too. But it was just it was ridiculously touching how real everybody was in that. Oh, yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal was so good. And I think you know, she was wonderful. And Colin Farrell. It was a great, great experience. And the, the uh, young writer and director of that film, uh, Scott Cooper, was so terrific. Uh, he's got a movie that will be coming out soon called Out of the Furnace that uh, keep an eye out for it. Okay. I just saw it recently. It's amazing. Now, what is what is your favorite Jeff Bridges movie? See, you know, that's, uh, you know, that corny thing the actors say. It's like asking who's your favorite kid. You know, it's, that's true for me. Yeah, but I, Jeff... I, I like... Deep. I dig a lot of them. I made a lot of good movies, man. But deep down, everybody has a favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Were you? Who was it? You or Bo? Who does Lloyd like better? <laughs> I did a Saturday Night Live uh, you know, thing years ago with my brother, and my father was also in it, and uh, we had did a whole routine about that. It's pretty funny. Bo and I fighting, you know, and my father. Right. Uh, I got you know a bunch of you know favorite movies that come to mind when you ask that question. You know, uh, mentioning my brother, you know, the fabulous Baker Boys, yeah. was, uh, you know, that was a great experience, and of course uh, Lebowski and uh, you know Crazy Heart. You know, what's what's one you're most what's one you're most proud of that people don't really uh, connect with or didn't like explode and isn't a fabulous Baker's brother in size? There's a, there's a weird movie that well, I don't think it was ever released called The Amateurs. Uh, you know, so many elements, so many things have to come together for a movie to to be a success or to be seen. This this poor movie, uh, everybody loved working on it. We had a you know wonderful cast, uh, but uh, the the distributor went bankrupt, so the movie was never released. A movie called The Amateurs. Okay. Cool. You probably get it on DVD or something, but it'll make you laugh. It's a funny movie. Now, this new movie you're in, the R.I.P.D., uh, you took Zach Galifianakis' job. You know that, right? 
<laughs> no, are you? Do you think you're a natural second? If Zach turns a roll down, you were almost Allen in the uh, Hangover. <laughs> he's he's awful good. I enjoy watching him. He's awful good. Yeah, but there there you are, and you get it. Well, Zach wouldn't do it. Isn't that a little bit like, well, screw you. I'm not doing it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think of it that way. And, and this one looks pretty good. You you are uh, you turn into Marissa Miller now and again, and I think that would be worth spending time with Marissa Miller if occasionally I woke up and she looked like Jeff Bridges. I'd, wouldn't, I'd deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't that be wild? She's wonderful in the movie. Yeah. We've got a great cast. we got Mary Louise Parker, who's one of my favorite actors. She's in it. And uh, Kevin Bacon, who was uh, just, you know, great to work with. I've admired him for a long time. And he's a musician, so we got to pick and, you know, hang out musically a bit. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then a few years from now, maybe you guys make uh, another movie about music. Yeah, maybe so. That'd be pretty darn cool. So this movie is about you and uh, you and Ryan Reynolds are basically, uh, you're trying to capture Bruce Willis's character from The Sixth Sense, as far as I can imagine. Dead people who don't want to be dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we play, play dead peace officers. I'm a marshal from the 1800s, and Ryan's a modern-day cop. And, uh, yeah, we're hunting uh, deados, people who um, are supposed to, uh, have, you know, leave this dimension and, uh, and don't want to, and we've got to bring them to justice. So nice. That's the premise. It's, cra- it's, it's a crazy premise, but it kind of works, you know. It yeah. doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a comedy, but there's romance. In there, drama, action. And oh, all no, that. wait a minute. Ryan Reynolds doesn't start to fall for your alter ego, does he? Oh, I'm not telling that. <laughs> yes. yes. But, uh, sure, that could be quite disturbing if you do a, a, a shapeshift in the yeah. middle. Yes, geez, you, right. you just sold the ticket right there because I got to see that happening. Yeah, man. Uh, so, and this is the thing that scares us a little bit, Jeff Bridges, is that whenever a star of your caliber comes on the show to promote a movie, it's usually because the movie, something's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you Because we don't get big stars like you. you well, we you, had Quinn Tarantino oh, yeah. for Inglorious Bastards. Well, we don't believe you're calling good. until you're actually on the phone. Right. Quinn yeah. Tarantino called and uh, and told oh. us. Yeah, he told us about Inglorious Bastards, and I said, "This isn't normal. Normally, a movie is screwed up if a guy as big as you is promoting it." And he said, "Oh, I'm." He, he said, "I'm slumming." You're right. <laughs> oh, you guys scored Tarantino. That's uh, that's a lot, man. Yeah. Wonderful. We're pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for uh, Jeffrey? You and the abiders are going out, aren't you? We're going on tour. Uh, my daughter, Jessie Bridges, is going to be opening for us. And uh, it's always great to hang out with my girl. She's such a wonderful songwriter and musician. Yeah. We'll be playing um, kind of the West Coast this trip. Uh, are you coming to Phoenix at all? Uh, not this time. We just played Phoenix not too long ago. Oh, see. Um, yeah, had a great time. I can't remember the name of the joint. It was a kind of a big art center, beautiful art center. The Mesa, Mesa oh, Arts Center? Mesa or the... Center. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Mesa Arts Center. We yeah. did Tucson and Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, we need to know when you're coming to town again. Let's let's not make it so when you're just promoting movies, you should just call us all the time with things Jeff Bridges all is right. up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> jotting that down. <laughs> hey, I bet you are. It's a miserable <laughs> idea. So you can tell me it's okay. <laughs> no, no, my no, no, no. My publicist is right here. She's working on her iPhone right now. She's putting it in, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to say thank you also before we let you go for uh, doing what you did out there at the Harris Elementary in Mesa a few weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. You, yeah, you came by and picked up a check for your uh, for your your yeah. there, and that was pretty awesome. And people said, Yeah, you were, I was. You were... so, I was really proud of that school. They were uh, they were wonderful. Raised a bunch of money for for kids. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah.
Well, it's very cool, and you're you're as advertised, as cool as the dude, and and everything you could want from. Uh, from you made Jeffrey. me cry in King Kong. Yeah, and you made Brady hey. weep. <laughs> Thanks for uh, for being with us this morning, and uh, and best luck to you. RIPD opens up Friday. Hope it's a huge smash. You, you don't need any more help, but you're going to get it. And it's going to be great. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you later. There you go, everybody. You Jeff Bridges is uh, right there on the show. How about that? And not a fan of weed. You don't think? No, no I'm just no, kidding. No, no, no. Not at all. With a laugh no, like but that. <laughs> He's getting a little wheezy. Yeah, well, what happens to you when, you know, you take part in burning things in your lungs? <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. He's better than that I thought. He's Jeff smooth. Bridges for crying out loud. The best of the morning sickness. All right, let's get this started. Earlier this year, this 29-year-old in uh, Canada... Shoved, I remember this, $71 worth of meat down his pants. <laughs> the store caught him on video. He was arrested. Then the store put the meat right back on the shelves. Oh, God. They didn't take the pubes out or anything? <laughs> well, they probably hosed them off a little. It's probably oh. a pube or two that hung on for dear life. They stay. Yeah. They can stick, it on, was a wrapped. They can stick on a shower soap for days. They can just <laughs> run it underwater. That thing ain't going anywhere. How's anyway, this pube? The, the meat we, went flying out the door, no I, problems. I think that's where Velcro comes from. Yeah, pubes. Because it is an undeniable fact that it is hard to get a pube off a of soap. It had to be the guy who invented Velcro's idea. I can't get these things off. Anyway, yeah. I, bet, I bet if I locked them together, you I like you it. you can grab it off a of soap, throw it down, yeah. and then look back down at the soap, There's and then the it's back yeah. on the side of it. It's like the elf of the shelf. <laughs> it like slides around yeah, the like soap. The and the worse is because you never believe it's your pube either. Yeah. It probably is, but you're always picturing one stray from. The wife, like oh, I had one the other day that it embedded on the the back of the soap, and it looked like a brontosaurus. It was, cool. <laughs> it was like, like a fossil. fossil, yeah, yeah. Has your pube yeah. ever looked like Jesus on any of the soap? Not yet, like, but uh, if it does, yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> eBay, <laughs> you pay that right Fingers up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Just waiting. Not yet, but I do search out my Jesus pube. He is now. a devout Christian. I <laughs> sure. will see it eventually. Would you look at that? <laughs> Jesus in my pubes. I'm like, darn it, nope, it's Don King again. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing that lady from the Brady Report's hair. <laughs> One looks like a gingerbread house. Never seen Jesus in there. Yeah, pubes are amazing. Just an <laughs> unbelievable, unnecessary thing, but man, are they stubborn. I'm not sure how it, I think it works all right on meat packaging on the cellophane. They they were able to stretched know. out. They hang out. Hey, Sometimes there's little holes in that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and they wrapping. stick to porcelain, which is designed to be slippery and get everything off. And pubes would just be hanging out in the side of the porcelain. Like, go ahead, pour water on me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm locked in. You say they're unnecessary, but I think they they have some use down there. They protect a little cushioning. I guess a little cushioning if you fall the wrong way. I think it's more of a warning system for all your stuff. Because you brush the pubes, and it's because, you know, like, oh, there's something close to the real important thing. So they're a warning. They're yeah. like curb feelers for That's your true. balls. We've got you know, more. it's your, your body. If you get a hole, like a stoma or something like yeah. that, you get a hole, it'll grow yeah. hair over it. Yeah, don't it disregard. Don't oh, disregard I, that stuff. The I power. disregard yeah. them only because they seem <laughs> to be superfluous. It's excessive. Like, I could use okay. curb feelers. You wouldn't put, like, 180 of them on your car. Maybe four. And give me four good quality wiry pubes that hang off of the good spots and the balls. Uh, the brushing's going to get to them, but this this jungle that's developed that grows down my legs is like just a it's a virus of hair. In Juan de Acosta, Colombia, three thieves were busted robbing a store because their getaway donkey wouldn't shut up. 
There's two things about this. I think I'm racist because I immediately heard the name of that town and got nervous. <laughs> it sounds like a dirty, filthy, crime-ridden town because it's Juan de Acosta town. Three guys busted into a store in the middle of the night and started stealing food and liquor. But as they loaded up their getaway donkey, he started making noise. <laughs> right, got to be quiet. Piss off your getaway donkey. Can't have your getaway donkey honking. Neighbors heard it. Police heard it. They got busted. The streets of Juan de Acosta are being tainted by banditos with donkeys. We have too much loot. The donkey is mad. You have a getaway donkey. Why don't you steal a car? You're not above thief. Yeah, you're, you're already, a thief. You're yeah. already going to jail for stuff. Why do you have a getaway donkey? Steal a car. Nobody would ever think he would ride away in a donkey. No, that's true. I guess you're getting away with it. What's in the donkey? Oh, just typical donkey stuff, I guess. Uh, <laughs> some forks and beans and stuff. There are reports that you have stuffed this donkey with contraband. Eh, it's crazy reports. Would they give him a wacky name since the he's donkey? using a donkey? The Asperger? Asperger. <laughs> the Asperger. <laughs> yeah, the Asperger. I like that. We have been hit again. My who, my sweet? The Asperger. I feel nothing. No, 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 not like that. He gets away on a donkey. And no one has caught him? Now look, you are questioning my manhood. This Asperger, what does he look like? Oh, he's quite dashing, he is. He rides into town on his ass. Stuffs his ass filled with goods and services and then rides slowly away while the dumbass brays and brays. Asperger away! Is that? I think we have been robbed. How do you know? Well, our things are missing, and that horrible sound outside. The Asperger is running. That's one guy yelling at his wife. Please shut up! Trying to sleep. It is not me. He's the Asperger. Really? What would his donkey be named? That's a tough one. Bandit? There. I don't know. Nah, <laughs> you guys too obvious. Yeah. Bandit's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Chico. Chico? I That's pretty know. good. I like Chico. Chico's pretty good. Chico and the Asperger. Chico and the Asperger. <laughs> Away, Chico. I like Chico. General Lee. Could, could do that, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Paint him up a little. Yeah, we can't general. find the orange ass <laughs> in town. One day, I we'll paint him up. Good, I'm in hot pursuit. Flash, jump, jump the river. Cop donkey chasing him. You can't chase him in a car; it's too fast. No, it's way too fast. It would be a boring chase. <laughs> Ah, this burglar has been foiled again by modern technology of the early 1900s. All right, ass burglar, that'll be enough. Never. Away! Ah, ah, ah! Stop it! You'll never catch me. You'll never catch me on foot or on a donkey. In the cars, it's pretty easy. You guys got me. But they did catch him, right? Oh, yeah, they caught him. Okay, good. One day across the streets are safe. What happened to Chico? Yeah. One day across the streets, I safe again. For now. Does Chico break him out of jail? 
No, they called uh, Jason Statham down there to make sure this doesn't happen. Understand you got a problem with an ass? It's Parker. I'm here to serve that. El Jefe Gorda. Yeah. Is that Boss Hall? What is your know. name? Saver of Juan de Acosta. Parker. <laughs> That is the weirdest uh, trailer. It's the worst. It just, it just screams out, we don't have a plot. That's what it should be called. Parker. What's your name? Parker. Who do we call? Parker. Now shoot him in the head. Parker. Everyone on the... Shake your heads fast. <laughs> it appears that I'm moving quicker. They should have uh, Eminem's My Name Is. It's like yes. the song. In there. What? My name is. Who? My name is. What? Parker. <laughs> Parker. It looks horrible. And it's another Jason Statham accident. I don't know. J-Lo's ass is in it, though. Still. She looks pretty good. I don't good. think you can save it. Because every time I look at her, you know what I hear? <laughs> Chico? Yeah. What? I just think Why? she's... Why? I, I, I am not a fan of this movement. She's hot, of, dude. She looks great now. Yeah, did you see But I've still got my problems with what J-Lo started and what Kardashians continued is the devastation of the American ass. Because now every fat white girl thinks she's got something, and she's just disgusting. Look at my big fat ass. No, it's gross. It's gross, your big diaper-filled fat ass. <laughs> I guess you're not an ass man. Not like that. That's not an ass. Yeah, I'm an ass man. But I like... Look, here's the thing. I like... You're watching too much Hogwarts. No, you're falling for it. You're falling for it. I don't know. J-Lo's ass J-Lo nice looks good. J-Lo looks good. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of huge fat asses, but hers is good. Kardashian's ass can be dressed up, but it's not nice Serena? when it's loose. Serena's different. Black ass is different. But Black all these fat white girls that think that that means that a big ass is good don't understand it has to be toned. Don't understand it has to be kind of natural. It has to be genetic, and they wander around with their big Pillsbury dough asses. Pushed into jeans that are way too tight, floating all over the place. It's disgusting. And it's J-Lo and Kardashian's fault. Wow. The beehive yeah. there. Yeah, I'm telling you what. Get these girls back in shape. Don't start them up again. No. Because we as guys, we're like, oh, whatever, I guess, big fat ass. No. A nice ass is a nice ass. J-Lo works on that. If you're a fat white girl, it doesn't mean you've got something. Same thing with giant girls with huge boobs that think that they're boobs or something. Even though they're resting on four sets of other boobs known as her stomach rolls. When you've got teats, they're not nice. Tighten that ass up in the gym. Go to the gym and tighten it up. Tighten it up. If it's big and tight, it's good. 61-year-old Maria Walther Willard of Green Hills, Ohio, is a Spanish teacher in the Marymount School District in Ohio. She's suing the district for discriminating against her disability. What is it? A fear of children. You got into the right business. What? She's a teacher who <laughs> suffers from yeah, kidophobia, pedophobia. Ooh, they call I'm, it like, pedophobia? I'm afraid of that pedophobia. too. Yep, which is extreme fear of children. Well, that's stupid. Who named that? I don't mind. Well, pedo is child. Right. Oh, okay. Pedo. Yeah. I thought you said yeah. pet. Oh, no, not peto. <laughs> Petophobia. Pedo. Like pedophobia. Would that be the Maria fear of says she's pedo? been. I don't think so. I don't think they no. keep it that basic. <laughs> Maria says she's been Petos, able to teach be for the past 35 years because her fear is only of young children. Pedophobia. She's been teaching high school. So. Petophobia is the fear of uh, gentle stroking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't touch me. Don't pet me. No, stop petting me. I'm a pedophobic. What is that? Are you no, afraid of kids? Oh, God, no. That's ridiculous. It would be the fear just as soon as their hand comes yeah, in. Yeah, that you're about <laughs> to be pet. Oh, oh, oh. 
Watch this. He's a, he's a pedophile. He's <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to brush his hair or something. Ah! Oh! That's right, crabs. He just tells everybody it's <laughs> yeah. crabs. No, you don't. <laughs> there I have pubic lights all over my body. <laughs> so I'm going to pet you. Brady said that doesn't exist. You're not going to pet me. You're going to pet you. There's a picture of a teacher. <laughs> what the hell? Does she look like someone that she would be like scared? She looks like Beetlejuice. So her head is like what? way too small and her shoulders are 14 feet wide. What is that? She's got shrunken head. 35 years hell? of teaching. What's her, her colors are all wrong. Her, her colors are wrong and her head is the size of a pea and her shoulders are about six Whoa. feet wide. Yeah. Is that a turtleneck? Yeah. Oh, all right. It's that's a, a turtleneck. turtleneck but I was going to say, like her neck's a turtleneck. turtlenecks right a little lower <laughs> than your chin. <laughs> we she's have that she's hiding and... from those kids. <laughs> Just roll the turtleneck no, over her face. I've seen you with a turtleneck. It, it rides lower than your chin. No, that wasn't a turtleneck. That was a collared shirt. Oh, was it? <laughs> Crew neck. Yeah, Brady just got a collared shirt on. Mock turtle. <laughs> Covered his eyes. This is pretty cool. This last October, this 51-year-old dude, John Casey of Oxclose, Washington, England. That's a lot of places. Man. That's one spot? Yep. He was busted for shoplifting an $18 package of beef from a grocery store. Well, he stood up in front of the judge and explained why this happened. When he was a little boy, he and his grandmother used to go to the grocery store, and he would help her shoplift. <laughs> his grandmother had been, had, she'd been dead for decades, but when John was walking through the meat section, he had flashbacks, and the package was basically lifted. He was reminiscing yeah, about a, the a, good times with Grandma. It's a tribute to Grandma. That defense didn't work. The judge didn't buy it. He was found guilty. Two years of probation. Splendid. Cheers. It doesn't matter day, if that defense worked. Even if the judge was moved by it, you still stole the meat. Even the judge is like, that's perhaps the single most touching story this barrister has ever heard. But unfortunately, you still stole the meat, idiot. But you see the picture of the guy. I think he's like, well, clearly I could pay for the meat, but I was just doing it because <laughs> I just... Suit. I just got caught up in the moment. Quite, indeed. Uh, the barrister has told me not to tell you this, but I have to, I feel, uh, I don't know, obliged to let you in on something. My grandmother and I used to spend many a Sunday shoplifting together. Quite a beautiful moment between a son and a grandmother. Anyway, when I saw that meat, I thought maybe that's something Granny would have loved. So I stole it from my grandmom. Not a dry eye in the house. Beautiful story. Wonderful. Well, I used to shoplift with my grandmother years ago, but one difference. We never got caught. <laughs> Idiot. I picture the guy from Peabody, the guy with the big mustache and the, the big pipe. Commander McBrag? Commander <laughs> hey, did I ever tell you the time my grandmother and I used to steal things? Oh, no, sir. Have yes, seen? quite. Sit down. Must I? Listen. We were facing 300 African ghouls. <laughs> He's <laughs> so crazy. I loved Commander McBride. That was pretty racist for the time. Oh, my God, it was awesome. <laughs> I beheaded each headhunter with my bare hands while my grandmother swiped up all the beef. Really, sir? Quite. <laughs> you got to... I want to see more Commander McBride. I loved Commander McBride. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the time? I want to start doing that. I want to get old and turn into him. Did I ever tell you the time I met Ozzy Osbourne and he flated me? Oh, quite, sir. Sit down. Many times. <laughs> well, the great Ozzy Osbourne stared me in the eye and said something of the fellatio. 
I was uh, disarmed by the comment. Sir, please. Quiet. This is pretty wild. Um, the uh, sheriff's Mesa County Coroner's Office. This is uh, Mesa County, so it's in Denver, not here. Um, they recovered a skeleton in a car that went over a cliff, 100 feet over a cliff. Skeleton been there for 26 years. Ugh. Who is it? They um, identified the uh, skeleton belonged to Ronald Vassy or Vasey. He's been missing for 26, 26 years. 26 years. He uh, committed suicide. Ran the car over the cliff. He went missing. They could never figure it was a cold case. Wow. Disappeared. It wasn't just bad driving? Is there a note? No. Um, because uh, he'd made similar threats prior to his reported disappearance by the uh, family in, in uh, I think it's around the Denver area, I'm not sure, in 1987. Wow. I hiked to the vehicle where I resuscitated Mr. Vass's skeleton. Brought him back to life. What did I find in return? In the glove box? Superman, number one. Mint condition. You have it? I will, boss. Did I ever tell you about the time I escaped from 10,000 screaming tribesmen at that very spot? No, but I... I was leading a small detachment of men... Loved Commander McBrad. ...through the mountains in search of the rebel chief. And then all the black people always shot at him, like immediately. They never asked a question. They never were interested in why he was there. They just immediately went banshee on him and just started killing at him. There were thousands of arrows. It was great. He's awesome. The guy that has been branded America's worst deadbeat dad, he owed a little over a million dollars in unpaid child support. All right, there's something wrong with the system if you can get to that point <laughs> right. first. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they're hounded. They hound you like the second you're an well, afternoon they're, behind. They're on, they're on me. It's just automatic. They just take it out. Yeah, yeah this guy automatic. was a mover and a shaker. Robert Sand was his name. The Sandman. For 20 years, he'd been on the run. Thailand, Philippines, and that's where they finally tracked him down last December. Um. Philip, they tracked him down in the Philippines. He was on a motorcycle, deported him to Los Angeles before being sent to New York. He pleaded guilty to traveling abroad with the intent to avoid making payments. Was ordered to cover more than 900000 to Rita San, his first wife. The he, dude was making some money. He was ordered money. to pay her 750 bucks a week in um, 1996. 750 a week? $750 he a week. He had some cake. Then the second wife, he owed her six hundred twenty-five dollars a week. So we're paying thirteen hundred. We're paying fourteen hundred bucks a week. He was uh, making around six hundred grand a year. Yeah. From auctioning cars. Then he, was, he fled to Thailand in two thousand. Tom Cruise from Rainman. Was spotted on the motorcycle. Someone saw the pictures, identified him. He got. Uh, he's getting two and a half years behind bars. Man. Did I ever tell you about the time I ducked child support for my illegitimate children? <laughs> Sit down. 20 years. Oh, yes, sir. No, but, sir, but I've got to... For 20 years, I traversed the earth, ducking child support for my unwanted babies. Over $900,000 in debt, I found myself alone in Thailand. This guy from England got a little upset when he walked into his Barclays ban uh, branch... And they refused to give him overdraft protection, his checking account. So he left. Poppycock. <laughs> Came back with his homemade flamethrower. 
Well, the guy them. says poppycock when they have a homemade Sure he would. Rainbow. They're English. They all do that. <laughs> poppycock, mother... I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Going to torch all of you all day long. It was a noontime flamethrowing. Time out. He didn't have any money in the bank. But he had a flamethrower. At home. Made. Yeah. That's okay. where probably the... Uh, was it hairspray in a match? It's not, no, as, they, not as hard as you think. I know, but how advanced was my, this? I don't know. My they, wife's uh, grandpa had it up. one. Homemade one? Well, he'd do it to burn the leaves. Really he'd go out there so and flamethrow his rocks <laughs> to burn the, the leaves, and the city stopped him. That's fine. It was more just a propane tank and probably an accelerant. So, yeah. yeah it's it was, so, uh, it wasn't a, it was that pretty, big of a deal, but it did get him a tasering. Well, yeah. At Start least. throwing fire around the room like you're Super Mario. Graham Long is a butcher who works nearby. I was told that he went to the bank with a blowtorch and a can of petrol. Wow. That's risky on your own. I wouldn't want to be holding that thing. you got to give me ODP. Pomegok. I'll go home and I'll grab my grand homemade flamethrower. Did I ever tell you about the time... And I blew up a bank with a homemade flamethrower and killed over a million tribesmen. Oh, sir. Oh, sir, please. Sit down. <laughs> that was surrounded by everyone. I felt like Riley Cooper. Tribesmen everywhere. Anyway. Kyber Pass. <laughs> I was in the Kyber Pass. There were <laughs> all over me. Around me from everywhere. I felt like I was at a dance club. <laughs> Commander McBrag is still awesome. Why hasn't that been a movie yet? I've got a little, uh, one quick Wild America. Oh, you have a Wild America? Yeah. All right. All right, let's have it. Go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your Wild America. This guy uh, is hanging out for Fort Saskatchewan. Was in trouble. He's got a $2,500 fine that he has to pay uh, the Ministry of Natural Resources. Because he was swimming in Eagle Lake. And he notices in the water there's a moose swimming also heading to the next island. The reason he got the $2,500 fine, he tried to ride aboard the moose. <laughs> well, of course he did. Tried to mount the moose in the water. He's Canadian. <laughs> hey, buddy, I dare you to ride it, eh? Your dare is accepted, right? I'm on that moose, eh? Hey, buddy. Finished a couple of cool tins. Just oh. burnt a little sports stick. Threw the ganja down. Right, eh? I'm on the moose. Now what, right? Smack it in the head, eh? Let it know who's boss. Only if they captured this on video. <laughs> One of the men even jumped out of the boat and onto the back of the moose. He did it fr straight from the boat. Canada. The other one was swimming. I'm catching it, buddy. Canada is the Florida of the north. Check it out, eh? Swimming in this yes. lake, right? And there's this moose. Right at. So I did. Sure good, eh? How far did he get on the moose before the moose was like, what the? F what's going on here? Here's to you, yeah, moose did, did, did the moose keep going? Yeah, you'd think it'd be almost drowning the moose. Yeah. Oh, no, the moose could take him. It's just like, wh what are you doing? Oh, yeah. yeah. The moose has to focus on keeping his hooves moving. It's not exactly <laughs> the most buoyant creature. Here's the other thing that... Um, you know, the guy in the boat circled around the moose. They Doesn't didn't want the Don't let it go to shore, buddy. We got to ride it. 
So the poor moose was like, they're going to ride me. Yeah. He knew. So it finally made it to the land. If I was the moose, <laughs> what are you doing? Get off my back. I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. Watch out, Bullwinkle. There's a Canadian trying to ride you. I'm aware of that, Rocky. A squirrel hitting him in the head would be helpful at this juncture. You're absolutely no help. <laughs> You're doing nothing. Why are we friends? What's with the helmet if you don't plan on using it? Sorry about that, but you're being ridden by a Canuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. They do have video of it. An unemployed oh, hockey star. They do have video of that? Yeah, the boat. You can see the boat um, circling. I, I wasn't able to uh, find it right away. Watch how fast I swim across this lake, Rocky. I wouldn't do it, Bowwinkle. No, I will. Nothing bad could happen. You're going to get ridden, Bowwinkle. It's Boris and Natasha yeah. in the boat. We must get on top of that moose and ride him across the lake. Brilliant, Boris. <laughs> What's going on in that boat? They're circling me, Rocky. Help! And now it's time to visit Commander McBride. Do I ever tell you about the time I rode a moose across the Atlantic? I wanna, All the way. I want to be a cartoon. I don't want to be people anymore. The, the way my brain works is so much better than this three-dimensional nonsense I walk through. Are we three or four dimensions? I think we've got more. I don't even know. This guy in uh, Minnesota, Eugene Rakow, he's a uh, carpenter. Shot himself with a nail gun accidentally. Pierced his heart. My heart! Yeah. Two millimeter <laughs> How do you accidentally nail. shoot yourself in the heart with a nail gun? I guess he's reaching around and boop, boop. You're from Minnesota. But, yeah. You're, aren't you yeah. shooting it that that direction? What? Well, he was checking. So oh, I got uh, I hey? got the Parkinson's disease, you see, and uh, <laughs> dun, 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 an occasional like fire off a couple rounds. He was there. building a deck for a neighbor Friday night. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, it's tough. You did that on purpose. <laughs> Maybe his uh, there lesson he, was there's the nail and the Are you ready? Ready? there he is laying in bed and now nails. here's the X-ray. You said you got injected like a wheel into the heart. Wow, he, he oh, survived. <laughs> I'm gonna be known in Saint Bonifacius for a long time, right? I got nailed Friday night. Yup. Looks like it's gonna be a cold winter. Right in the bubbler. <laughs> the uh. It's hard to do that. You fire those big nails, you can put the gun down, and it'll shoot at you if you goof. But They said they uh, pulled the nail out, and they plugged the hole with foam. <laughs> do, 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 foam. You love that commercial. <laughs> Oof, Is that it's even on our station? Is that on our station? No. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. But it our should sales be. staff doesn't make that call, evidently. They just never heard it. You have it? Oh, that's the oh. gun. I've been doing this all weekend, this little because I'm doing stuff at the house. Yeah, oh, I've been I've been firing, uh, doing wainscoting. All eight decks done. And you start shooting those things, and you get a little careless with those guns because they're so easy to operate. But it's going to happen to you. We're using penny nails. Not really. No. No, I mean you got to work to put it in you though. Okay. You are going to shoot you yourself. Yeah, they're easy. You, you don't fire it from a distance. It. It's, uh, it's right against the wall. Hey, did you think that guy was going to no, hit himself he, in the heart? No, there's something we don't know yet. There's uh -huh. somebody goofing off there. Plus, he's firing those giant deck nails. I'm using little finishing nails. They're tiny. You're going to have finishing nails all yeah, through Yeah, finishing nail go barely through your skin. You pull it out like a pin. It's nothing. 
They I might just fire one in there uh, to see if it hurts. They're so small. It's good to be on top, isn't it? Yeah! Our great boss, Chuck Artigue, who has been here forever. Literally, and I mean that, Earth. I mean, I'm not talking about just KUP. He's been here forever. Since the beginning of Earth, since the Big Bang, he was like, what the hell was that noise? Uh, he's been here for a long time. Let's welcome Chuck. You don't have to knock. Get in here. It's your building for God. Not my building much longer. Out of the way, assholes. Good morning, asshole listeners. Chuck. Good morning, hated KUPD listeners who I've never liked. What are you doing? Greasy, dirty, slovenly pigs. I don't have to pretend to like them anymore, Eric. I'm done. You just blown this place up as you just walk out. Just don't care. Why is it so dark in here? Well, it's like someone a tune. will replace the uh, light bulbs. Who? The fairy in charge of uh, all the uh, uh, engineering? I don't think you can I say that, that Let's let queer c- come in here and change these bulbs. Chuck, that's not very nice. Where's the homo? <laughs> homo! What are you doing? Trying to get these light bulbs fixed. Where is he? Is the Jew got him doing something else? Yeah, Has McFeely yes. got him off <laughs> you have running to pay about? for that, though. I mean, you have to spend a little money. You know what's great bulb. about being a thousand years old and on your way out of an office? HR can kiss my big, fat, black <laughs> That's what I think. You have a black ass? It's not my ass. I didn't say ass or I wouldn't have beeped it. Oh. It's my big, fat, black <laughs> Ask your meemaw about it. You've seen it, Eric. Oh, yeah, you've seen it up close and personal. At a certain age, it turns black. Your skin just starts turning colors. It's wonderful to be here with you. I'll miss most of you guys. You look good, Chuck. And by that, I mean Holmberg. The rest of you can rot in a pile of filth. I don't care about any of you. Derek and bloated. I don't care about you two at all. Derek and bloated. I never took the time to learn your names. Really? No. That sucks. Well, for you, I'm fine. I'll be all right on the mansion. I like living on top of Camelback. It's nice because I like to sometimes pee outside and watch it run downhill on the peasants. The poor people that live beneath me. We're going to miss you, Chuck. I won't miss you, Eric, but that Holmberg sure was special to me. <laughs> a special boy with a dream and an absolute disdain for HR like I have. He hates fairies, too, I think. Chuck. I'm just saying. These giveaways are goddamn ridiculous. So these assholes calling in expecting a freebie better work for it. I don't do anything for free. If you're going to get something from me, you're going to work. Hey, we got five pairs of tickets to give away, Chuck. Come on, you get generous. Come down here and sweep the floors or something. Brandon is the asshole on line one. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Hello. What's your menial job today, Brandon? Uh, pest control. Pest control. Well, I have options for you to get rid of an entire group of human beings. Do you have enough poison in the back of your rickshaw that you can kill a bunch of former employees? I don't, but I have cages. I'm not going to lie to you. Cages, Chuck. Most likely we're going to need the cages and the poison for the folks at KDKB after when Hubbard gets here. <laughs> I'll take care of for you. How are you, Brandon? Doing well, doing well. Do you know your history? Uh, probably not, but I'm going to give it a shot. All you have to do is get one question right. That's Ready? it? Just one? That's it. Wow. I thought you were going to make this hard. History. Beautiful. Besides Thomas Jefferson, name one president that died on July 4th. Five seconds? Sure. <laughs> George Washington. Incorrect. <laughs> That was a trick question, son. Was it a trick? Because it's pretty basic when you know that John Adams and James Monroe died on July 4th. 
Where's the trick, Copperfield? <laughs> Which one was the uh, toughest one for you, Chuck? To Adams just see or... Thomas suffer and say, uh, well, John Adams was a rough one as well. You like them both? Yes. They both died on the same day. Yeah. With John Adams' famous last words, Thomas Jefferson lives on. Not for long. Not for long. Johnny. No. You Not remember that long. day? What were you doing? Uh, I was, uh, that, I started collecting pension that day, I recall. <laughs> Andrew is the asshole online, too. Hello, Andrew. Hey, what's up, buddy? Oh, yes. Great respect for an elderly man. Good to talk to you, too, buddy. <laughs> it's good to see that you spend a lot of money on your underwater aqua phone. Yeah, I kind of do. It's got that nice fancy case. Yeah, it's very nice. What do you do for a menial amount of money? I move people's stuff around, old people's stuff. Oh, you work for a moving company? That's right. Get her moved. It's called what? Get her moved. Classy. <laughs> I like companies named after hillbilly comics. Catch phrases. <laughs> Get her moved. Get her moved. And such good English as well. I don't fear for America's future whatsoever. Hey, by the way, make as much noise as you want. Alrighty, then. Are you flying to Mars? Are you moving someone to Mars? I'm on the way home from Ohio. You're on your way home from Ohio? Yeah, big 4,000-mile move. Well, you should know this. Phone noises are important to you. What is the musical key a dial tone is in? Oh, goodness. The musical key of a dial tone. A phone dial tone, I would assume. That's right. Yes. Incorrect. In the key of F. You like to warm up when you're singing, right? Goodbye, man from 1940 phone. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was a little asshole. annoying. Yeah. Jay is on line three. Hello, asshole. Jay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Forgot your name? Yes. I didn't hear it. I had to look at his name. I had tag. to look at your shirt, didn't you? My name is Waj. Oh, no, wait. That's my name backwards. <laughs> what do you do for a little bit of money, Jay? I work at Fry's. Work at Fry's? I've never been. You don't go to Fry's? No, I have people for that. Oh. Fry's is filled with Mexicans and those That's... Nigerian walkers that bag your groceries. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Are you one of those boys from Nigeria that walked the, the African continent to come to Fry's to bag <laughs> my groceries? No. You know who I'm talking about? I've seen them. <laughs> those insanely dark men at the end of the aisle asking me paper or plastic, and I just say, Spear. Chuck, what? That's not nice. Where do you shop, Chuck? What are you most doing? Time? I shop at AJ's. <laughs> wow. Classic. Oh, That's like matches. That's going to go under, too, isn't it? AJ's? Yeah. You, you shut your fat hooker mouth. AJ's <laughs> will never go under. I'll make sure of it. How much do they need? All right. Good luck to you. If a group of lions is called a pride, what is a group of unicorns called? <laughs> Chuck, what, Good what luck. are you with these questions? Amazing That's not a question. question. This is like impossible. That's not even real. Unicorn. Yes, it is. A group, Where have you seen a unicorn, Brady? Where? A group of unicorns. Well, if, you, if you've ever seen me with Eric's oh. Mima, it looks like she has a horn in her head. <laughs> a group of unicorns is called what? Unix. Hey, what's a group of horses called? Unicorns. I don't know. There's no answer to that. It's called a blessing. A blessing. They're a blessing of unicorns. That's true. Look it up. Going very well. Your asshole listeners don't know We're not going to give away any tickets at this rate. That's it's a blessing, working. isn't it's it? It's a blessing, isn't it? <laughs> what the? 
Come on, Randall Chuck. is the asshole. We got five pairs to give out. <laughs> I have to sell those. You liberal Obama supporting giveaway man. We are man. selling tickets, but we give a few away. Please, Randall. Morning, asshole. How are you? Good ignore, morning. Ignore the uh, liberal lefty over here. I don't think Gloria Allred's <laughs> done talking, but Trying when to help she's the done, people out. Come on. What do you do for money, Randall? <laughs> Work for two less of the money. <laughs> You, Crappy job. I didn't understand. Work for chulas? Ch are you Espanol? Work for two less of money. Well said. Very eloquently stated. <laughs> he worked for two less of money. Him cave boy. Need job better. Him eat food. Club woman on head. Make friend. Where'd you go to school, Randall? <laughs> Montana. Yeah, that's... that's Me play hey. show of game. Toledo's from there. Surprise! You weren't trying to call a radio station, were you? You've hit your head, and you're trying to call nine one one, but you screwed up. <laughs> All right, good uh, luck, asshole. That could be. I don't understand this one. <laughs> Among the Buganda people of Uganda, widows of a deceased king put these body parts of the king in beer and then drink the beer. What body part am I talking about? Come on, everybody knows that. They soak the dead king in beer, then drink the beer, but it's a very specific part. I'll tell you this. It's inside of him. It's a nice IPA, isn't it, Chuck? No. <laughs> it's blood and poo. <laughs> maybe so, nice, so not, not, maybe it's nice not for you. Real, uh, <laughs> not a pale ale, I would... No. It's more of a brown stout. It's more of what I would call natty ice. <laughs> Any ideas? Randall, what what part of the king goes in the beer? Um, Do you know the inside of a human? I'm sure you have in one of your cave killings. <laughs> seen inside? I will say a heart. No. Uh, Good they're, guess. They're African. They're disgusting. They do the entrails. Oh, yeah, boo. Take that. Great. Right. Boo. Thanks, man. Enjoyed working for peanuts. Gives it more of a fruity flavor. I'll try this asshole. What's your name? Audrey. Audrey, a woman asshole. How are you? Good. How are you? Quite good. Thank you, Audrey. You know, I'm leaving KUPD. I've had it. That's good. And it's because of tramps like you with your herpetic legs and body parts. I'm sure you've got... What, what pills are you on to clear up your, your aging vagina? Oh, it's just, I just have the hiv. It's okay. You've only got the hiv? Well, that's good. That's How big are your bad. jugs? <laughs> you got a good set What's on wrong? you? You cannot do this. Why? Because. There's no HR repercussions. What are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> okay. How big are your These jugs? These are our listeners. Hey, sugar, <laughs> sugar bubs. How big are they? Oh, they're, they're itty bitty. Are they small? Yeah, so I, you... like I, got, I got bit by a spider. It's oh, all that's, right. that's all right. So you have to swallow in order to keep a man around. <laughs> This is Absolutely. very inappropriate. Was your Chuck. nickname in elementary school the guzzler? <laughs> you probably started young since you knew your body wasn't going to develop. Pre-K. That's pretty hot. <laughs> I can't say. All right, good luck to you. Woman knowing anything about history should be a treat. But let's see what we've got here. Uh, Great Britain was the first country to issue this in 1840 for their packaging. Uh, I uh, um stamps. The woman got it. What? Stamp is correct. She got it. She got it. Oh, yeah. 
You have, you have to get 11 right. <laughs> no, Chuck. No, yeah, you said one. One, one and I'm going to All right. You said one. Right, you're going to go to Allison Chains. Would you like another question to win the pink otter pop I have for you? As long as it comes with your diabetes. That's okay. right. I'll give you that. Hold on a second, sweet. Yeah, yeah look at that. Chuck, you're a giver. I gave a woman something. It's like the lottery. Look, I'm used to giving women, you know, giving them extra things like herpes and uh, STDs. I give. I'm a giver to women. I actually have a job as a bouncer at Sonny's. Going to work the door over there at the club. Make sure you guys keep the money coming in. Don't touch any of the honey holes. You don't think you're a little old to be a bouncer? I don't think I'm a little old for anything, Eric. You'd be amazed at my karate. <laughs> Sorry. It's the reason I'm still alive and you're struggling. Go to the gym. Try to make it last, Eric. That blood pressure will come down someday. Got Sweet Mary in the shower room if you're interested. Pay a little extra for that. She's got to work, too. Asshole Greg is on line one. Asshole Greg, are you there? I'm here. How are you today, Greg? Will you miss me, Chuck R.T.? Oh, I will. Won't you, though? I'm going away. That's what I hear. I hate you people, and I don't want another... <laughs> regime of idiots to come in and try to tell me how I've done it wrong for 38 years here at KUPD. Are you a uh, are you a worker bee, Greg? I'm guessing you don't own anything. No, I'm just a worker bee. Typical KUPD-er. Well, thanks for participating and spending your hard-earned dollar on uh, buying tickets. Oh, wait, you're not buying tickets. You're trying to win them, aren't you? Are you a history buff, Greg? Uh, not really. Are you a history buff in your own life where you remember back on all the things you should have done? Yeah. Yeah, that's being a history buff for Greg. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready, Greg? I'm ready. How long is the lifespan of a dragonfly? <laughs> Chuck, these are ridiculous questions. I'm not trying to make it easy on these idiots. I don't want to give them anything. Do you have big tits, Greg? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I've never been with a woman named Greg before. Troy's <laughs> the first, There is. Why not give her a run? <laughs> Show me your cherry pie. How long is the lifespan of a dragonfly? Five seconds. Nope, incorrect. Uh, three days. Three full days? Yeah. Is that the final answer? What a guess. Uh, sure. Incorrect. <laughs> one day, 24 hours. They die after 24 hours. So remember that when you squash one, he's about eight hours in. Sorry, Greg. Back to whatever it is you're doing for nothing. David, the asshole on line three. How are you, ghoul? I'm doing all right. Good. What What is your meaningless job? I work at a boat shop. A boat shop in the desert. What a brilliant individual. <laughs> <laughs> we have lakes. We have plenty of sure, lakes. Sure, we've got lakes. Better place than Tempe Town Lake. And uh, what an idiot. Do you race the boats through the no, desert no, through the desert dirt? No, I do fiberglass and gel coat repair. Right, because it's very dangerous to drag a boat across the desert. It's going to get ruined. You've got job security when the other <laughs> ghouls act like morons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Isn't it great having a boat shop in the desert? Oh, yeah. All right. Do you like movies? I do. You like? Do you smuggle drugs on your boats? No. Have you ever found weed in there? No. Are you high now? No. Do you wish you were high now? Kind of. I knew you were a weedy. All <laughs> right. Do you, do you remember old movies like Alfred Hitchcock? Uh, a little bit. Okay, Alfred Hitchcock was missing a part of his body due to his surgery. What was it? Uh, 
I'll tell you this. It was in the middle. His brain. His brain. His brain is in the middle, exactly. <laughs> it's in the middle of his head. It, it's the size of your brain. It was his belly button. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. You're bye, David. I love your ghouls. They're going to have to buy tickets. It's a great day. Robert, the asshole. Good morning, ghoul. How are you? Fantastic. Good morning. What sir. do you do for a living, Robert? I work in pharmacy. You work Ooh, in the pharmacy. Uppity. Oh, yes. You, you're one of the successful ghouls pulling down six figures. <laughs> Try to. Sorry, it makes me laugh when I think that's successful. <laughs> six figures is adorable. Are you close yet? Am I close? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Have you stolen Delauded at all, ever? <laughs> Never. You should. You should be nice to this guy. You get you yeah, you probably drugs. have helped me out a few times, haven't you, Robert? Probably. Yeah. I'm going right for Coumadin. That's right. Oh, I am on Coumadin. Do you know what that is, Robert? Absolutely. Blood thinner. It's a blood thinner. I, 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 I have the skin of a pot sticker, and my blood will pour out of me if the wind blows wrong. <laughs> all of it. We've seen it. Yeah. Not just a little, oh, I'm cut. All of the blood comes out at once. Because of you, Robert. Well, I hope you're doing well. Why, you're just, why is it because of him? Because he gave me the cumidin. <laughs> it's prescribed to you. You can cook right, with it, too. But he gave it to me. The doctor just suggested it. It was up to Robert to hand it to me. Do you ever feel guilty when you kill an old man with drugs, Robert? Not at all. Do you ever give drugs to an old man at the desk and say, this is the last time I'll see him? <laughs> I think about it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you see him and you're like, wow. Yeah, drug this one good and hard. This is it. All right, good luck to you. Thank you. Kermit the Frog is left or right-handed? <laughs> what? You heard me. The frog 50 -50. left or right-handed? Oh, Kermit the Frog. I'm giving yeah. you a 50-50. Kermit the Frog is a left or right-hander. Um, Southpaw or traditional? <laughs> what is Kermit? Kermit the Frog. Left uh, or right-handed? Uh, Left-handed. Incorrect. It's a frog, Robert. Oh, my goodness. Frogs don't have hands. <laughs> you can't ask these kind of questions. Frogs don't have hands, and they don't write or throw. Robert's got some pills you can take. You yes. can see some frogs. Robert needs some pills. All right, I'll ask you a different question. I'm right. to see if you could pull that out. All right, in 1930, a woman named Ellen Church became the world's first what? The world's first I'll give Ellen you a clue. Church. You could look up her skirt. <laughs> Did you try? Yes. <laughs> and that was church. Um, that was it was it was a cross. <laughs> she was the world's first what? Ellen Church. Um pilot? Incorrect. No. We would never let them pilot us around in nineteen thirty. She was the first airline stewardess though. You were in the right area there. Good look right up the street. Nice try there. Thanks. Go kill some old people. Ellie Church. Are you happy now you didn't give any I'll try one more. How way? about this one? Who's this? Hi, this is Donna. Another woman. Hello, asshole woman. What up? How are you, ghoul? I'm great. When was the last time you did meth? <laughs> How Never. long do you tell people you've been clean? <laughs> Chuck, I've you're so rude. That. How long? Do you want to I've join the mile? It. Is your name Ellen Church? Would you like to join the Mile High Club with me? <laughs> Sure. Have you ever done it in an aircraft? Absolutely. Have never. you really? Mm-hmm. Whore. <laughs> I apologize for Chuck. Why? He's losing his mind. Why would you do it in an aircraft? It's against federal aviation regulation. In the butt? What's it's it in the not. butt? In the air in the butt? 
Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, I would. That's why I asked. Now answer. In the butt? In the air? Butt air? You don't have to answer that. Was the plane flying backwards or forwards? Backwards. Nice. Butt sex in the air. <laughs> You're too old for that kind of stuff anyway, aren't you? You're going to have a heart attack. Oh, no. This thing's ticking like nobody's business. You have no idea. You taking like Viagra the, still? I'm like the Tin Man. Yeah? I mean, machine. <laughs> You'll hear it. Oil can, baby. Lube me. In your face, just like you like it. It's the best of Holmberg's morning sickness. Uh, then, uh, during all that, no submission, Brady hands me this. Ooh, I forgot to do this store this morning. Couple of the year. How do you forget this? this Love. Have, yeah, close it down. I mean, Eric might might be uh, on, a, on a bad road for the 2013, but they've already won. Worst couple of 2013. 18-year-old. early to call it. No. Trust me, know. not after you hear this story. Tough one to worst top. couple, I'd say, yeah, worst couple of 2013. Worst couple still in love. 18-year-old Alyssa Massaro confessed to having sex with her boyfriend, 24-year-old Joshua Minor. Yeah, she was sleeping with a minor. Big deal, right? She has to confess, she has to tell the world that they were having sex in places they shouldn't have had them. Especially the part about uh, how they had sex on the bodies of two men that Joliet, Illinois police say the pair killed in January. So they killed a couple of guys, put them together like two twin beds, made a big old queen size out of them, and banged on their dead bodies for about a week. Uh, They've obtained police reports detailing the accounts of the four suspects and the deaths of the Terrence Rankins and Eric Glover, both 22-year-old men, uh, murders on January 10th. Allegedly, when uh, the two lovebirds and their two friends decided to lure them in the house and strangle them, they didn't know what to do with the body. So, they put them on the bed. Well, they might as well use the bed for, well, you know, make it a workbench. Minor asked the girlfriend, Alyssa, after they got used to the corpses being in the house, well, we, uh, you know, a little reverse cowgirl on top of those dudes in there. And she made a smirk. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And then she did it. She said, yeah, we did it. Okay. So... Was it physically on the body yes. or were the bodies underneath the bed? Well, they according were underneath to this, the no, bed. No, yeah. according to this, it was on the bodies. No yeah, way. that's what, she, on that's the what it said in the court. Uh, Minor was Bonnie inspired. And Clyde were bad. Jeez. His ex girlfriend oh. used to talk about and fantasize about necrophilia. That was the one good thing about her before they broke up. Like, I still like that about you, but it's just you, you keep your drawers open all the time. You never shut your drawers. I can't stay with you. But the necrophilia thing stuck with him. Like, geez, I want to find a girl with necrophilia tendencies who closes her drawers. Ladies, why don't you close your drawers? So, is there is there sleep number four since <laughs> I don't know. four people involved? Um, That's a good question. And is it a black mattress? Uh, the one guy said, uh, he told me the story and he related to me that uh, that night Josh wanted to squeeze the bodies together. So they did doing side by side and then they put a blanket over them, uh, kind of a beige one. And they had planned on having sex on top of the bodies in, in case. Uh, McKee, who is also a suspect in the murder, says, I didn't want to stick around for that. Uh, but I, I did uh, I did help him push the bodies together make the people mattress. Do uh, all your girlfriends and wives keep the drawers open? Do they shut drawers in their closets? Yeah, that tends to happen. I see. Uh, yep, they shut them. Megan keeps hers wide open. It drives me nuts. I got pictures on my phone. I've been sending her for a year. I'm like, here it is. The ghosts are back. <laughs> I'm trying. How come it never happens in the kitchen? Never leave kitchen drawers. Well, yeah. Just in the closet. It's like closet drawers, you know, chest of drawers. Shut Was up. that uh, mattress a part of a mix and match sale? Yes. No wonder Debbie JB sounds different. 
And Debbie Gaby is killed again. <laughs> you think? No. No? Just kill sales, that's all. Makes a mad sale and very sleepy. What happened to your voice, Debbie? You don't want to know. Come on, give me. Is that... Yeah, that's footsteps I hear, Dana. Come yep. on, Dana. Come on, give me. Come on. I'm ready for you. Uh, so there you go. That's what you got. People having sex on corpses. It could be Pat Summerall. Duxiana. <laughs> that's right, John. Duxiana beds. You feel that prick underneath you. It's real. <laughs> Nothing moves. <laughs> Guaranteed for a restful night's sleep. In a bed that conforms to the way you lay. Because the bodies are soft, John. Uh, the fun thing about that was before Brady handed me that story, I got a text from my friend, and I was going to do the uplifting story of how great it is to live in Phoenix. He's from Illinois, so these people were from Joliet. By the way, the name of the Joliet newspaper is called the uh, Joliet Patch. <laughs> so Kirby might be a writer for that someday. From the Joliet Patch, I'm Kirby Bogan. Dear Kirby. Dear Patchmaster, <laughs> uh, I was going to do that, and I was looking at it in Joliet, uh, the weather today in Joliet. My friend is flying out here for spring training on Saturday. 28 degrees in Chicago. It will be 82. It's warm. So he will be literally making a 60-degree swing from the time he gets out of his car and goes into O'Hare Airport to when he gets out of the plane here and walks outside. How do you dress for that? Do you go onto the plane in shorts? You have oh, to be all bundled up. It's going to be like 16 when he leaves the house. you got to have him in your carry-on, right? And then like what? Change in the plane. I remember uh, an English teacher in ninth grade told, told this story. This guy flew from Alaska, same thing, yeah. and landed in, you know, like a Phoenix or something. It's right. 90 degrees, and his body boiled from the temperature change. <laughs> That's not true. That's a terrible and teacher. And three yeah. quarters of the people in the class believed yeah. it, but you're thinking, no, in the plane, it's not. It's made up. His body. He stepped out on the tarmac and boiled. He began to boil due to the 30 to 50 degree change in temperature. What exactly was this teacher teaching? He's well, an idiot. then that teacher was relocated after dinner with oh, a couple right. of boys. Yeah, he probably yeah. threw a couple digits in. Even better still, though, he'd have to explain why people don't boil when they walk in from like an anchorage 10 degrees below zero into a 60 degree store. Right. It's a 70 degree swing either way. Boiling hot. Boiling hot. Turn the air down. Well, you do the radio video for the uh, Brady Report, you know. we got that going on. We've missed this one. I heard Fitz talking about it the other day, and it is, or I guess it was yesterday. It is the most glorious thing, perhaps, that has ever happened on a highway. Ever. Is it in Russia? No, it was in Canada. Oh. Trans-Canadian uh, highway, eh? The uh, moose. Oh, thanks, Brady. Go on. Oh, I, I mentioned <laughs> it yesterday. You did. You brought that up? Yeah, just briefly, but I wouldn't hmm. show it. Anyway, the video's out. Have you seen the video? I'm not going to answer that. You're going to get that out of shit. Well, no. You're, you're guessing the story. That's I what. saw it like two months ago, John. Oh, how two months ago. This is a moose that was crossing the Trans-Canadian uh, Highway, and a semi-truck carrying fireworks hit the moose and burst into flames. Then created the greatest death of a moose I've ever seen in my life. As the fireworks start to just go off around this moose's corpse. From the burning truck. It is the most amazing happenstance and so purely Canadian. 
And the road was shut down for what, five yeah, they had uh, hours of, of time to try to clear this out because they couldn't get close enough because there's stuff launching out all over the place, which is hilarious. Oh, the uh, drivers are supposedly all right. Bless you. Drivers are supposedly all right. <laughs> the two guys scampered. Yeah, they ran out like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, the boss is not going to believe this, right? And then somewhere in Vancouver, where my firework? Why my firework not here? Ah, uh, well, we had a little problem. There. Don't give me out. You hit that moose bullcrap again. We hit a moose again. It just keeps happening. God damn it! Why do you always take that road? Well, it's the uh, Trans-Canadian Highway, eh? It's the only one we got, right? There goes the National Donut Day at Tim Hortons <laughs> right. extravaganza. We're never going to make it by 5 a.m., eh? Stupid moose. So the moose is it's the it is the most majestic moose death of all time. Can we agree on that? That's gotta be If you're gonna get run over, you might as well have a firework. <laughs> <You might as well. laughs> That's respecting the moose. <laughs> it is. It's putting on its show like immediately. Oh I hit him with my car. Light the fireworks. <laughs> That's how I'd want to go. Did you me wonder too. if the moose was near if it, you know, got cooked? I don't know. That's a good question. Like did the moose was there like a beautiful smell to go with it? I doubt it. Ah! I hit a guy! Thank God. People will be distracted as I run away. Uh, let's shut down the highway for a while. Yeah, Bishop O'Brien wished he had this in his car. Everybody just comes out, <laughs> stares at the fireworks, and they even realize the police is in. Please help me! Please help me! Shh! We're watching the, the show. America, goddammit! America! That's how you know now whenever it happens. Man, this is the most beautiful thing ever. I lost my best friend to the most glorious sight I've ever seen in my life. They could put that on new cars, maybe, like right in the front. If you hit something, they just start flying up. Dave's dead, but goddammit, something tally, man. <laughs> it is they hilarious. They should have it plugged in, even if you're not hitting anything. If you flatline in your car, immediately the car has fireworks. Fireworks, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a warning. Like an airbag. And it is kind of, it works as a flare as well for traffic reports. <laughs> we have a fatality on the uh, I-10, you know, because of the incredible fireworks display, which is going on right now. <laughs> I mean, love it. They can just sit at the top of their building. They won't need traffic choppers anymore. Nope. They just look for the fireworks. Oh, no. It's happened. You light your car up when there's a fatality, and it just turns into a show. It really only works at night. The crowd's clapping. Maybe we'll get so advanced at the fireworks they actually like do an outline of your face. Oh, kind of an ode to you. Identify. <laughs> what if they went off and you weren't dead yet, and you got to see your own funeral? It's everybody's dream, really. What would happen at my own fireworks display? We should do fireworks. What if they take it to the next level, you don't even have to be in your car. You just have this mini pack that you carry around whenever you drop. How about just fireworks for everyone who dies? Yeah. If you die, there's a fi- funerals have fireworks now. Funerals are at night and fireworks. I'm down. Sounds fantastic. And you are the last firework. You're packed into the little chute. Your ashes, the explosions, and then you get blown up at the end. And you get to do your funeral wherever you want. And you scatter you that way. That's how I want it. That's how I want it. I just changed my mind. I don't want to be iced, dried, and uh, powdered. I want to be a firework. Come on. That's a great idea. Anyway, greatest video ever. I could opt for the, uh, the whistle chaser, too. Put it up in there. And... 
Let me get off the ground. Just, just shoot you right back and forth. He's afraid of heights. Eric might want that one. He doesn't want to get out there too. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to see it, we'll put it on our Facebook. I know Fitz had it yesterday, but I, I wanted to see the video because it's awesome. And it makes you not feel so bad about the moose getting hit. You know, it's sad the little moose died, but the fireworks display puts a smile on your face. You can't help it. And I like that uh, there There's are... nothing little about that moose. No. Well, it blew up a semi. That tells you what it's like to hit a moose. A cross-country firework truckers. Put them on those icy roads. And let's make something happen as a reality show there. Watch out, moose. You don't want to get hit by one of those. People don't even care that you die. Although... Although it is quite majestic to have your last sighting be a beautiful fireworks display in your honor. Oh, Michael, don't cross that road! Why not? It might be a firework truck. <laughs> it is a firework truck, Bullwinkle. Holy <laughs> Oh, Bullwinkle. He's drawn to it. <laughs> That's my brother! You bastard. Stop the celebration! The truck probably had some antlers mounted on the front of it. <laughs> Just pretty fought it. <laughs> Challenge! That's what I should. I think that, you know, the Dodge Ram thing is a great idea. They need to take it to the next level and put actual Ram horns on the when front they show of it. it. Lock horns. In the Rocky Mountains going up the yeah. mountainside. Locking horns with other Rams. <laughs> there you go. That, my friends, is a radio video for you to watch. That's fun stuff. Trip Reeb commands you to listen to the top morning show in town, Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Guy emails me. Remember we were talking about uh, the things we did to people's front yard, stealing gnomes and pinwheels. And I had mentioned that we had taken some from a yard. Ceramic deer. Put them in someone else's yard in a decorative way. And uh, when the people were looking for their gnomes, their gnomes had moved down the street a couple of houses, so they had to knock on the door and say, did you steal my gnomes or whatever we hoped. Uh, this guy this guy won up that. This is pretty awesome. Wanted to let you know a game we used to play back in Wisconsin around Christmas called Baby Jesus Hunting. A large group of us would go out and collect the baby Jesus from the people's nativity scenes. We would write down the addresses on the baby Jesus, put them uh, in our cars, and then on Easter morning we'd put it back. <laughs> <laughs> but we're... <laughs> Would they? I guess they would stick their scene out even without yeah. the baby Jesus. Oh maybe, yeah. Well, if they got a new one. If you put it out there, you, you only put it out on Christmas morning. Yeah, you don't baby really do Jesus? it for Easter, do you? Oh, the nativity scene. Yeah, you leave them out. That's what he's saying. You steal Jesus for Christmas, be like, oh, well, but our Jesus I'm saying gone. when people put up on their Christmas, you don't fill the manger. You leave, you have the whole scene set up. They're just really? hanging out in the manger, and then on Christmas because we used to put. Oh, when, at, the one in our far. house, we put baby Jesus out on Christmas morning. So he stayed in the box? Just like the tree, you know, the 25 days of Christmas. So how would he return it on Easter? Like, just put it, like, at their door? That's funny, yeah. though. Yeah. In a Jesus, Jesus returns on Easter. <laughs> brilliant. Every nativity scene I've ever seen in somebody's front yard, there's a Jesus in the manger. I know, and I always thought, take him out of there until Christmas. Really? So you just think that they that sat way, there like you want authentic stuff yeah. going on? Yeah, just plastic things. And then Jesus is in a box in the garage for like a, two weeks. Then that's just disrespectful. So he has like you know a week or two to you know perform for everyone. Yeah, give him some time. I mean, we're celebrating. It's not Christmas Day. There's no reason to put up the nativity scene at all until like the day before. 
with your realistic, you know, <laughs> yeah, Daniel Day Lewis style of nativity scenery. <laughs> Plus, well, they it, they probably didn't just stay there forever. Yeah, I mean, the one yeah we had, something's gonna happen. <laughs> the one we had in our front yard, also there there was real people. They lived there for oh, animals, that's a rough. and then they had to actually give birth. So yeah. We're about nine months out now. It's probably time to get your nativity scene Timing set Timing was a little off a couple years. We did some C-sections. No kidding. You you guys used to wait on the baby Jesus. Yeah, on the inside. Uh, one in the house. Huh. What'd you do with him in the meantime? Hit him in a drawer. Because he's in there. We know he's in the drawer. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't touch that drawer. Because <laughs> it's not like baby Jesus just magically Every now appeared. and then I'd, I'd peek and in. Yeah. There yeah. he is. There's Jesus. Is soon, it showtime? Soon you'll be in that... Hello, Brady. Put me in my manger. I can't do it yet, Jesus. Not not born quite. He's in the drawer. Have you guys been watching the Bible? I watched yesterday oh. and I laughed hysterically. It is so cheesy. Only about five minutes because it's uh, awful. It's and is this awful. a new series or is? Yeah, yeah, it's a new series. It's a big deal. But for now they're in the well, Jesus no. part where he's about to get crucified, oh. and the guy playing Jesus is just... He's the worst actor I've ever seen. Chris Cornell is terrible <laughs> at being Cornell. That's what I yeah. said to you. I'm like, he's so... gorgeous. I mean... He is gorgeous. He's like the Brad Pitt and of is Jesus. Mary, is Mary the uh, pretty blonde? No, I think she's that, the dirty, my... curly, dark-haired girl. I think. Yeah. But I was watching him tip the tables. Maybe that was Sarah. Yeah, when yeah. he flipped the tables yeah. over because yeah. the money was there. You call me a dog. And I what like, are you doing, He Chris? touched that one guy's chest. <laughs> he put the, the ear, put the the ear back, back on that dude, and he just stood there. I'm like, Jesus, can you smile? Can you give me a giggle? Why is everything so down? This is our last meal together, friends. Can he, come on. You're so down all the time. He wouldn't have had one friend if that's how he really was. Three of you will betray me. You know what? I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> this dude is a downer. I like him. His message is nice and all that, but I've got to give all my money to poor people, and he's always telling me we suck. You will deny me three times before the morrow. But then he brought right. me around when he washed my feet. I mean, that yeah, was... That's a big deal. It's cool. Oh, he, he cured that dude's ear. And the yeah. reaction. And the that soldier guy, that got the... Yeah, uh, got his ear chopped yeah. off when he lived by the sword to die with sword. He chops that soldier off. And then he stops screaming so someone can deliver a line. Da, da, da. And then he's back at it and Jesus touches him and nobody's like, nobody is converted at that moment. This dude's ear yeah, is off. Still and he's like, went with it. No, we still got to kill him. That was neat, though. I got to tell you, that Copperfield thing was pretty cool. But the acting in it is so bad. And Jesus you is would think absolutely that stunning. They would testify on his behalf, the Roman soldiers. You think a yeah, you'd would, think yeah. that they would. That he, would kind uh, of, he hit I'd the side of my uh, yeah. ear and it came back. He brought a guy back to life. I mean, uh, touched a dude's chest well, who was they, they dead. They brought by that the into the uh, into the trial and stuff, but but this was all, you know, he was a sorcerer. Why didn't he, he was, just perform he was a for Pontius Pilate? And then yeah, I would, if I'm look, if you're the king of kings and you can do all these miracles, I would have put on a hell of a show. A lot better than that. <laughs> all this subtle crap nonsense. And you know, if you're that worried about you know, spare me, spare me, all this stuff. You to put on some thunderous stuff. <laughs> I've built the city of the future. This is a new car. You love this stuff. I've seen it all. I know everything that's going to happen. This guy's amazing. He might be a witch, but I think I'd rather follow the witch than the guy who's left us in the bread house. That all we eat is this awful tortilla shell. You want to make day. him the genie from? Uh, yeah, Latin. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a look over here. God, it's a new car. Kate Upton. I created it. Look, I don't know if I I am you. following this one. God, do you have anything? That's that's I'm why God Pilate sun. washed his hands. 
like, look, I can't put this guy away. No, no, I'll no. give him to you guys. You still killed him, though. You you put that guy in on, on a stage. The, the whole point of it is that they, they, they made a mistake, right? That's the whole point of it. It's like, he died. No, they didn't pull they back. They didn't make a mistake. Yeah, they did. They could have made that him was... a show. He would have been the best entertainer of all time. He could have had that option. Da, 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 da. Welcome, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, everybody, watch this. And imagine we wouldn't have that, you know, sad crucifix yeah. thing. We'd have, like, a picture of Jesus around our neck doing cool things. Like, Will you cure us of disease, Jesus? Some of you. But watch this. This is a light bulb. <laughs> That's coming in about 1,700 years. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Do we get one? No, I'm just showing you this stuff from the future so you don't kill me. He was a showman. Speed it up. But you know why? It's because he, uh, he was kind of like, you know, that one friend everybody has that they like, but he's not. he's got no personality. Like, he, he enjoys company, yeah. he's nice, but he's got no personality. So he had no stage presence. Jesus had no stage presence, Brady. That was the big thing. Well, problem. yeah, just in that show. I'm not going to say the real Jesus. Oh, we don't know he for may sure. Have had right. some the stage way they're he presenting him. Yeah. The way they're leave presenting a story him. this long. Yeah. Somebody that cool with that many, you know, magical gifts. Uh, should have been on stage somewhere. So he just he didn't he didn't Q score with what, the audience. What I, I don't understand is why do like other religions go by our calendar? Like 2013. Yeah, I've, I've wondered that about the Japanese, especially because theirs was on thousands of years, or the Asians at least. Why does everybody, like, why do Buddhists, why do Muslims, why? For business. Why do even Jews do it? I mean, he was just a prophet to them. I For mean, business. Uh, it's all business. It's all money. Because, we, you know, the Western calendar of the, uh, took over. It came down to the, business. the power, too, because the, yep. the Roman Empire is probably the yeah, they went on for a while. And then for, I think, the early the on, maybe the... Chinese had something going on, a couple of their dynasties. but So everybody just uh, said, all right, we'll just make this zero. Yeah. Well, there was We're one, uh, who was yep. it, uh, August, <laughs> one of the Augustus that decided, hey, my birthday, I want to add a, a day, I, or was it a month? I think that was before Jesus, though. I think that was B.C. time. They still had the month. It was, but, he, but they changed the calendar then. But, like, the Chinese still celebrate their Chinese New Year, but I remember this. No, we don't do it anymore. We still celebrate it. We'll go to Vegas and stuff, but we still have to go by Jesus time. Yeah, why do you... Because they're on Jesus time. A.D. Yep. Why would they use the A.D.? After death, or what? Who, that guy? Yeah, that that guy? guy? I never liked him. I never went, He never went on stage, and he didn't give us any, like, uh, memorable moments, really, as, as our culture sees Why it. is a Buddhist A.D.? Yeah, it's a great point. Brady? Uh, he just didn't have the impact that Jesus did. Buddha? <laughs> Buddha? Yeah. He's selling lucky jeans. Happy He did smile, but I think people, again, were uh, snobby, and they're like, look, Jesus yeah. is a little more fit. If it wasn't, and, that's true. You know, might have been been the, uh, the thing I liked about Buddha is that uh, he's still smiling. You know, <laughs> He basically lost his job, and uh, he's still smiling. And, and they never, cares. I don't think they put... Is Buddha more of a prophet? I mean, I of course, know. other religions look at Jesus as a prophet, sure. and Christianity look at. But why is he the man? Like look, even even Jewish to people, me, like why why would you go by that? Kind Buddhism's of? even weirder than Jesusism, so I'm out on both of them. But I like that Buddha lost his job. He's off. Oh, forget it. I don't care. I go sell jeans. He's <laughs> a lucky jeans guy. He's a spokesman now. You got a you got a job as a the face of a company. You imagine in other countries, you went over there and Jesus was on their lucky brand jeans. Oh, cool. Or you get to rub the Buddha when you go into casinos and stuff. The Aria has a big Buddha there. Everybody rubs it. It's just like one with the Jesus. Rub the Jesus for luck. 
know. It just seems unlucky to me. The palms. This is the best of Homburg's morning sickness. What would Brady do? Hmm? It's time for What Would Brady Do? And Brady, have that uh, little sheet for me there. What Would Brady Do? Brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond, 12th Street and Indian School. Mo Money Pond. I wanted to know their website. I don't have it in front of me. So you can uh, sell anything you want. You can buy anything you want within reason. If you want it, they got it. If you don't want it, they'll take it. That's basically how it works. Mo Money Pond. What's the website, Rich? Pond.com. Mo Money Pond.com. Should have remembered that. Seems simple, right? Uh, are you ready, Brady? Ready. Dear Brady, I live in Gilbert, and bulk trash pickup is this week. So my neighbor set out some items, and my wife immediately rifled through the stuff. Now, bulk trash pickup is in the road there in Gilbert. Yeah, you put, I guess it, out, have, yeah. put it out on the sidewalk. It's once a month. Because mine is once a month? Mine's yep. once a quarter. For crying out loud, you guys have a lot of bulk. So I put mine out in my alley. And they get really mad if it's out there after or too soon. But you'll see people putting stuff, mostly just uh, trees. Anyway, uh, my neighbor set out some items, and my wife immediately rifled through the stuff like a homeless person. <laughs> She's put these items in our house. I was completely embarrassed, but I have to admit, Laser did put some nice things out. <laughs> Is this a problem? Signed, David. Oh, David, how are you? Well, Brady fixed David's issue. I think it's okay, David. Um, You're okay with your uh, wife rifling through neighbor's garbage? Well, I was a little... I mean, he. I can imagine him being a little uncomfortable at first. Did he? Okay. Did she ask permission to go through laser stuff? Uh, no, not... Well, she just I mean, saw it, it sitting on in the, the road. Street. Well, I knew there was going to be a couple items because... Uh, what were they? The yeah, kids what were, is it? Kids were playing. Oh, this is So bad. we had my... Um, you know, Kirby was playing with Mackenzie, and their their uh, daughter had the one year old birthday party. Right. And some of the props that were used at the birthday party were in the <laughs> like trash. Like what? These uh, what she... wood, these glorious wood uh, stakes that had these giant pinwheels on them. Ladies and they were tossing around. those out. Yeah. The hell? Brand what did you new. Need those for? I knew Kirby would. You want one did of those. it. No. Wait a no, minute. I here. said I. Uh, you were directing traffic, though. Go get those pinwheels. Nope. Then no, why did you say, I knew Kirby would because want I, those? Because uh, oh, Kenny and I looked at each other, don't let them see those. Too late. And There's then Ronnie already, comes uh, out. What's the name of that cartoon character, too? Um, I'll remember it when it comes back. But there's so, a cutout of one of those, and they wanted to play with that for a while. And the pinwheels, I knew she'd like that. So why but didn't Ronnie she go down everybody's bolt saw, trash? Why didn't she go down the street and pull out of everybody's Because Kenny had a giant trash. pile across the street. And um, this is embarrassing. And people will write. We call them skimmers. The skimmers go by. So it's a fun little Sunday evening. But she thing. skimmed. Yeah, but you're a she skimmer. She skimmed. So what's the stuff in the house? Not only though? that. Yeah. What did you put inside? The networking happened too. That's because that's one of the skimmers. No, <laughs> Ronnie contacted Holly. Holly came down, found some nice items. Somebody then from Marla another neighborhood. Like, what is this? Oh, Brady, so no, 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 And no. Laser's oh, yeah. just laughing. No, no. no. Oh, they're filming it. And... Oh, they're I'm gonna go through our garbage. So no, much I just want to say I apologize to Laser. <laughs> hey, Brogan Clan. Why don't you take your unwashed asses and get in my front yard and pick through my garbage? Stuff I don't like or want anymore. It's all for you, classless trash. 
It was wow. nice. We'll do it. Thank nice you. stuff. Thank you, Laser. Oh, great, Laser. You really? So what was put inside the house? Uh, and you said there was something inside. Ba- a couple of baskets. Like to put blankets in. You don't know These that those are exactly what I was looking for. Like lasers, AIDS and baskets actually, and or Kirby's, whatever. Kirby's toys. You put her toys you in know, baskets the, you got the, out of the, the garbage. stackable baskets. Hey, honey, these things are covered in some sort of a sickening mite-type termite lice bug. I'm going to throw them in the trash. All right, honey. And you and yep. Ronnie pulled them yep, into the that's house. that's what I... I think I'd rather have her uh, go buy the yeah, stuff. Yeah, go spend ten bucks at Target. digging through oh. the neighbor's garbage. That's not good. Here, You've reprimanded Ronnie thoroughly. Yes. You did not <laughs> encourage this to be something she does regular, right? There's no more skimming. I don't believe you. I think you secretly kind of loved this. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Well, I mean, it helps us, you know, he doesn't yeah, have to pay cheap. for it. It's the cheap way to do it. Yeah, I'm so, not going to. I think I would rather just pay for it, though, myself. So now there's a danger. Well, I have a limit, you know, and that probably was, you know, the argument of, hey, at least she's not buying it. I said, but but skimming right next door. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just right in front of everybody. Let's go buy. <laughs> At least mask. go up a street. <laughs> Those baskets are cheap. Now Kirby, Kirby playing with your stuff. But Kirby playing with the pinwheels and stuff. I got no problem what with are those, that. Nineteen cents. Get your no. They're four dollars a piece okay. on sale. Sorry, I heard uh, four dollars talking about for them, one pinwheel. Go out of the garbage. I didn't, where do I? I didn't even know where okay. you find pinwheels. There they are in the trash. Hey, I went Probably through like a party city. You know what thing. I did when I was growing up? Every yeah. now and then, we would find an old bike frame that people are throwing out in the bulk, bulk trash. I built some bikes mm. out of that parts. I did it as a kid. Well, this Not isn't an adult. This is Ron. Yeah. This isn't Kirby coming home finding pinwheels out of the garbage, which you thoroughly smack her hands. Put that down. That's covered in AIDS life. I just said, get used to that. Oh, <laughs> Digging through garbage? Yeah. So then you guys make, better su- at it. You make Sunday nights out of sitting in your front yard <laughs> watching people <laughs> rummage through your old garbage? Yeah, it's pretty good. Really? Every you now and then. Well, what you do is you put the clock on it. I'm going to put this item out, artificial plant, and go. Fifteen minutes got picked up. Why don't you just have a organized garage sale with no prices? Everybody can just have whatever they, they have want. those in Gilbert. Just here. Well, that's called the there's bulk the, pickup. There's one next week at the uh, neighborhood. I saw a sign up community garage sale where they do the whole block. But nobody's selling block. anything. It's just giveaway. On the bulk trash, it's giveaway. Yeah, but it's why don't you just organize it? One of the thoughts that crossed some of the people were saying, hey, we could take those items there and turn and a lot of people do that. Turn them into that Turn around and sell them. Well, here's the thing I'm saying, Brady. To uh, save one strand of dignity, make bulk trash day an open flea market for no no prices. You just Everything in bulk trash is nicely set up in your driveway, not piled up as garbage. And then, oh, okay, it's the go pick them day, and then the next day is bulk trash day. Nobody's allowed to dig through the trash. That's just, That's shameful. I came home after church, and there's a mother and a son digging through Kenny's pile. And you know what's amazing is how high they can stack in that pickup. I mean, you're talking two stories high. Like, they couldn't get under a bridge. You don't say anything? What? That's free. Get out of the garbage, you weirdos. No. What? Now, if it was garbage, garbage, would you say something? Yeah, if they're going through my, you know. What's the difference? I think one's a little more... Uh, I don't know. There's an awful lot of food in your garbage. If it's because... Well, the difference is is it's in a can, the garbage. <laughs> what? Whereas this stuff is out in the open. 
Just don't have a can big Somebody enough. Somebody could still use this stuff. Yeah. What if there's something they can find in your garbage? And you have some hobos going through your trash. If they want to, you know, I'd probably... You'd shoo them I, away. I allow it once a month. You'd shoo them away. If they want to go through my garbage once a month... If you had people rifling through the garbage cans <laughs> in your street in Gilbert, there would be an HOA meeting to eliminate these ne'er-do-wells from your neighborhood. Well, that's wh- that's why the skimmers take the choose pick and choose their time. They don't. If you're out in front of the house, you're not going to get it skimmed. You stop it. Let the poor losers go through all that. You have a job for God's sakes. You represent us in this room. You know Brady steals from the garbage. I can't have that underneath me. I can't have that in my my umbrella. After last People can't see you doing that. You represent after us. After last night's picking, I want to get a truck now. Do you know Brady's wife goes through the trash to get all their things? I can't have that. Fine with that. Crying out loud. Oh, all right, let's try this one. Dear Brady, so I know my husband masturbates a lot, which is all right, I guess considering that we have kids and we rarely have alone time. But how can I tell him uh, to be clean about this without embarrassing him? It's disgusting. I find these crusty black socks, <laughs> work shirts... With the middles ruined. Uh, what happened to the good old Kleenex and throwing it away when you're finished? How do I tell him to clean it up a little without making him mad or embarrassed? I know you guys are sensitive about this. Thank you. Uh, it's, breaking the, it's breaking the news. There's no way to, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have anyone deliver no, it. Because if it came to you, though, proxy. if you had socks and she's like, look, clean it up, you'd be like, get out of my business. What are you spying on me? Are you a private investigator or something? Who cares? You'd get sensitive. I would get sensitive to it if she's like, sure, gross, I found your shirt, gross, I found your socks, gross. But be more sensitive. Move? Socks? Who goes to socks? I went to socks the other day. I mean, if it's like the only thing possible. Yeah, but... I had an impromptu uh, session the other day. I didn't even expect it myself. you go to a sock, though? It was the only thing I had. There was no nothing else around the house? Those little <laughs> stupid hand towels? Or... No, no, no. I, well, I had it on me. The was, results were laying a in a small puddle. Or just a regular <laughs> No, I just pulled my sock off and toweled off. That away. Alright. I was laying on the I was laying down and I'm like, eh. Bored. I think I used a sock one time, but yeah, if you socked To me, that then information, I can never put that sock I'm, back on. I'm humiliated or whatever, or I'm sensitive about it. Okay. I gotta take that medicine because that's just that's uh rude and not respectful as to the well, it's not her socks. Well, I know it doesn't matter, but you're going through this stuff. You're leaving. Uh, you're dirty. Yeah, that is gross. Clean you got to take the lumps on that. Clean it up a little bit. Eh, it's not that gross. Well, it's going to be on her anyway. Exactly. Or in How come her? they don't flip out about that? <laughs> so it's on our socks. <laughs> Ew, gross. Well, if, 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 if it was on a, your, maybe my, that would. Here's the thing. Yeah, if there Let's, was a steak on my socks, so you've eaten both. <laughs> You bring up a good point. That's a great point. It's so gross for it. One, you could step up by maybe there's a, a lack of uh, participation on her part. Are you saying she's not, uh, maybe he doesn't get it on her? Yeah, so she could. Um, That's why it's gross to her. Become his sock. Ooh, you've, you've, yeah, be you've more agreed. active yeah. together. Lady, be That's the best answer you've ever had, Brady. Be the sock. <laughs> Brady's saying be the sock. Yep. I agree. I agree completely, Brady. That is the best what would Brady do answer ever. Be the sock, lady. It'll help without uh, having it all over the floor and wow. socks and stuff. You dug the more deep active you are in your relationship. Be the sock. This is yeah. like what uh, Chevy Chase said in Caddyshack. Be the ball. Be the sock. We're going to get a shirt for the I'm his yeah. sock. Oh. I'm my man's sock. Oh, perfect. Perfect answer. That's a great answer. And then answer. I'm going to have a bumper well sticker on my I love my sock. <laughs> yes. From the Promise Keepers. Yes. <laughs> You're just a great big sock, lady. Well, it's your fault, woman.
Yeah, this is all your fault. <laughs> the reason this guy's wrecking all of his Hanes socks is because you're not around enough. Tugging away yourself. Lady, save the socks. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, an issue with that, but sometimes we do. Just need to, girls too. We just need to, you know, have a little solo sure, action. Sure, sure. Throw one around for whatever reason. I don't know why it happens, but it does. Mine was a little bit weird the other day because I didn't even get up, like, preparing. You, pr you prepare before? I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to do it, I'll be like, ah, have a you know, go somewhere where there is a towel or there's clean. You can make it over there without, with no. himself. You get it on you, you no. just kind of... No, you can do it. No, it's like walking through a spider. It's like walking in a spider. I got to tell you right now, there's issues. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can do Jeez. it. I'm not bragging. I don't like it. Volume. Wow. I got volume. And I'm not I'm not one of those guys that fires either. It's like a... Like a leaky pipe. It's like that scary movie or whatever. He shoots into the field. No, no, no. It's not. It's not shooting. It's just like oh, it looks like a confectionery. Or no, it looks like when a uh, like a baker's making a cake thing. Oh, it's one of those two. It just keeps kind of oozing. Cake icing. I should probably see the some. funnel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Funnels. You do have the large urethra. It's got a huge urethra. There's no. There's no squeeze off. I have to put my thumb over it to make it go anywhere. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have those, you need to prepare if you have. That's those right. Issues. But a great Does it answer. actually make a sound? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just goes. <laughs> it just pours out. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Where's the sock? I need a tube sock. These little footies aren't going to cut it. You need to knock it off. Dinner's ready. Anyway, lady, become the sock. Yes. And that goes for all of you ladies out there. Be the sock. That's great advice, Brady. We end it right there. Glorious work. Ladies, you worried about some guy whacking too much? Be the sock. I'm not even concerned with this. He can't beat that. <laughs> All right. Be the sock. That, my friends, is what Brady has turned Ronnie into. Oh, it's gotta get that, my friends, is what Brady did, sort of, kind of. Brought to you by our buddies at Mo Money Pawn on 12th Street and Indian School. Uh, you want it? They got it. You want to sell it? They'll take it. Mo Money Pawn right there. Get it together. Brady, you solved nothing. The best of Homebrook's morning sickness, and now a commercial from Lou Holtz. Is this a Lou Holtz spot? All right, this is great stuff. Go ahead. All right. You thought it was an exaggeration when we were slobbering Lou Holtz. Life. We've got to keep focused on the goal, and the goal is heaven. The key to winning is choosing to do God's will and love others with all you've got. Sacrifice, discipline, and prayer are essential. We gain strength through God's word. We receive grace from the sacrament. And when we fumble due to sin, and it's going to happen, confession puts us back on the field. So if you haven't been going to Mass Weekly, get back in the game. We're saving your seat on the starting bench this Sunday. This is Welcome a real home. thing. It was a real commercial that Catholics that come back to the Catholic Church. And by the way, if We're you're going to the seat on the starting bench, <laughs> if you're planning on going to the Vatican, bring cash because they don't take Visa or Mastercard. They don't take American Express. They're not taking any of them. It's been a shutdown. Uh, you have to in order to cash see, only to get into cash the Vatican. only. Because there's a little uh, right, difficulty going on on the uh, cash laundering. Because what's it cost in life, really, to see Jesus Christ in all of its glory sitting in the Italian Vatican over there in Rome? I'd like to get inside that building right now, I'll tell you, and just maybe just exercise a few demons of my own. It's called confession. That's a great take, Lou. Yeah, I thought maybe I was a little dry on that one, but it turns out that it's all right. <laughs> Shaving the seat on the starting bench of salvation. He's kind of like Brady. He got a perfect voice to be on TV, doesn't he? There is no starting bench. <laughs> He's a motivator. You can't save a seat on the starting bench, Lou. 
Sure it can. That's no. Lou Holtz. He can do whatever no. he wants. All right, all my starters, I need sitting. Did he say sitting? Yes. Oh, then I better pull these up. He wants to rest them. You starter sit here and watch the other team. Is he telling us to sit? Sit here. Everybody just sit. All right, Lou. I think it's church. Sit. Everyone's a starter. The word salvation messes Lou up pretty good. Yeah. And sacrifice. It's it's starting to get <laughs> Dick Clark like here. It's a little Dick Clark if he were Carol Channing. <laughs> and by the way, just so you know, diamonds are a girl's best friend. <laughs> it might be time for Lou to hang it up. <laughs> Yeah, I can't watch him. He's impossible to watch. Well, he's, he's on ESPN. Still. No, I don't watch ESPN that much. But here, let's listen to it. No, I like the, I like the word uh, sacrifice. Get it back to sacrifice. Go back. Give me sacrifice. For victory in life, we've got to keep focused on the goal, and the goal is heaven. The key to winning Stop is it. choosing to do God's Notice will. Notice in the beginning, the S's are pretty clear, but as his body builds more saliva. <laughs> Here, he, here, it here just he starts to, he starts to choke on it. Here comes a barrage. And love others with all you've got. Sacrifice, discipline, and prayer are essential. We gain strength through God's word. We receive grace from the sacrament. And when we fumble due to sin, and it's going to happen, confession puts us back on the sofa. So if you haven't been going to mass weekly, get back in the game. We're saving your seat on the starting bench this Sunday. Welcome home. Here's what I know about that from listening to it again. It was one take. Because it starts off just fine. We're just all good. And then by the end, sacrifice got me start suffering succotash. He's a professional. He's he a nail profe- He's a one-take he wonder. Nail and who wants to be on the other end of cleaning that mic after three takes? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got a little wound up there. Just going to have to try this one all over again. Let's get her done. It's time to hang him up a little. So I thought I saw a pretty tat, but I was pretty sure the pretty tat was pretty tame. That's where the um, shield was developed at Notre Dame football from the players when when Dr. Lou was coaching. Yeah, the it shield over the eyes. Shield. I don't want to get poked in the eyes anymore. That's pretty bright. Some people would say that you were just being superficial or maybe even had some things that weren't necessary across your face. I think that's called superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that yeah. one. If you're yes, a, sir. a Bill and Ted... Excellent adventure. They're a, if you're a fan of that, the reboot um, will deal deal with the uh, absence of George Carlin's character. Huh? Well, that's depressing. Bill and Ted's Winter, excellent who funeral. Played, uh, Bill. Yeah. He says we're not discon- discounting the uh, where we're coming from. The thing is that we're working on is, is the the movie. It it's kind of like a, a weird reboot. It's not like forgetting the past. Forcing one thing in the movie does have, uh, well, can't have is Rufus. Wow. So he's saying Bill and Ted's mentor. Him? Yeah, but you know what's sadder? In the future, who was played by George Carlin, um, will be played by Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> Follow, re- me. Oh, oh, wow. Follow me. Pullman. Follow me into the future, boys. <laughs> anyway. You know what's sadder than Hasselhoff not giving up on the wall? <laughs> Bill. Still trying to redo the same crap that made him mildly famous 28 years ago. I might watch it. That might be too bad. So I'm the future. <laughs> Let's nuke the past. Guess who's on Celebrity Wife Swap this week? Gilbert? Gilbert. I'm watching that. He's married? Oh, oh yeah. That's what I said, yeah. too. Oh, 
I got who's he swapping with? Alan Thick. Glorious. This is my dream. Apparently, there's a lot of tension. You think yeah. that the, the wife of Alan Thick, the kind Canadian man that she's normally married to, wants for breakfast? So anyway, I have some rules in the house that will be changing. Everyone from now on yells. All he does is tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta watch that. Sylvester Stallone's dog Phoebe was killed by a coyote. Phoebe went missing a few weeks ago, and the family went searching. They put up flyers in the neighborhood. $10,000 reward. If you can find Shane Doan, I'll give you $10,000. You know, you know, he took my dog, you know, I like that. I think I know the plot of his next movie. I kind of wanted him to be, you know, Brady. You know, you got a guy out there like a coyote, like Oliver Emkin Larson, and he comes on and kills your dog. You got to get back at that guy, right? right? What do you think about making this Taken 3? Yeah, well, you know, I had a specialized set of skills, you know. I like to take that out on people, you know. Guy comes by, I'm going to have to hunt down some coyotes. Phoebe! I catch a chicken, I catch a coyote. You know, you know, what are you going to do? Get the guy out, Rock. Yo, you tap dance in my attic. <laughs> Turn that Little body. Richard says he's done. I thought he died. 81 years old. Now he's still alive. But Woo! He, Scream like a white woman. Yeah, he just says, I'm, yeah, I'm tired. Well, <laughs> you get that way when you're 81. You're 81 and you've been throwing your ass into every wiener you've seen for the past 55 years. Pretty good stuff David there. Crosby. Nice career. From Crosby Stills. He's Nash. tired too. No, he's got a new album coming out and he says the government won't be happy with it. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. How they're, little... they're paying attention to David Crosby yeah. at this point. Look out. <laughs> How did Little Richard survive the <laughs> 60s and 70s and 80s being as gay as he was and as flamboyant and just, just his ass was on everything? How did he make it through that without unscathed? Got to give it to him. I got to hand it to him. You got to test his blood and see if there's a cure in there. Did he pull, like, the Liberace and try to pretend he was straight? I don't know. He did for a while. Did he? Yeah. Did he get married ever? I don't, I don't know. know if there was really much pretending with Liberace. No, Richard. he pretended. He sang songs about chicks. I think he might have had a wife. Tutti Frutti? That's, that's just our interpretation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Tutti Frutti on Rudy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he wasn't talking about Huxtable. How did he get duped on that song? Little Richard. And his name's Little Dick. So yes. maybe that <laughs> saved the day. Little Richard. I'm going to Wikipedia to see his uh, ex-wife's name. That poor woman who fell for it. Hey, she got a Any nice offspring? check on deal. Mm. He, de- uh, yeah, he, he says he's now spending most of his time designing clothes and praying. Not sure which one he spends more time. He had a lot of orgies in the 60s and claimed he would uh, invite other men in to hide his, you know. Well, he'd get a woman in there and he'd start pounding her and then he'd have men come in and then he'd start working around because it was just anything goes. Mm. He had a religious conversion in 1957. They tried to get the or no, she out did. Of his girlfriend did. And she left. So he wasn't ever married? Uh, no. Well, met his, apparently met his only, that's him, Peniman is his name, met his only wife, Ernestine Campbell, at a rally, an evangelical rally. They enjoyed a happy marriage with normal sexual relations at first, but she claimed when the marriage ended in divorce in 1963, it was because of a celebrity status 
uh, and made life difficult for her because of the people. They adopted a little boy, that poor guy. Maybe he was just flamboyant. His sexual orientation has long been a topic of debate. Has it, Wikipedia? <laughs> I don't think it's a very long debate. Oh, yeah, no, that guy's gay. <laughs> uh, he got caught wearing his mother's makeup as a child, was brutally punished by his father, uh, often talked of a sexual encounter. That had to be a rough time. That doesn't send yeah. you to gay alley. Had to be a rough uh, time for that dad. you got to imagine being black in the 40s in America. Just trying to get through Look the day. You, all tootie fruity. All right. Hey, well, that's a song. I ran home as fast as I could and didn't get whooped by nobody. This was a great day. <laughs> Why is my boy in makeup and a dress? You just gonna make it hard on your daddy? It's just gonna get tough and tough on me, you little bastard. That's where it goes back. Look at you all tootie fruity. Hey, Rudy, get out of here. I have got to beat that out of him. He does not realize. Outside, they already hate him. If he go out there in that dress... It's a double whammy. You just making it rubber on me? Ooh, my daddy beat me merciless. You shaking it all Ooh. over. That's another song. Ooh. Stop it! We're making that noise in there, boy. Oh, it's got to be rough to be gay, flamboyant, and black in the forties. That's a movie in itself. I'm not gonna go to it. Tyler Perry, get on. This is the best of Holmberg's morning sickness. <laughs> 98. Uh. KUPD.